2: Huh? Yo. It's what with Will fill and Reg, trying to keep it real instead of what you usually get from these talking heads. It's D. we're here to fill the void, three black fans, different perspective, gotta fill your voice, coming with the podcast, talking majors, indies in between, yeah, it's all that, and we're down with Fightful Better Fallback, coming for respect, we connect like a fallback, no need to double check, these are all facts, you're listening to us talk raps, you're listening to us talk raps, Will fill and Rich. yeah we grapsody here to talk raps yeah we're grapsody here to talk raps
3: welcome to another edition of Grapsity. i'm will washington and i'm not alone here and plus it's
4: december 17th it's saturday phil blinsey's also here um Boy, I had a good time laughing at things yesterday. Yesterday was a pretty funny day for me to just observe things and, and laugh from afar. Um We got on here and did Mercedes Watch 2022 last week. And um it continues, by the way. Uh uh yeah, Mercedes Watch is, is still on still on view. That uh that white Bronco is still out in the street. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> right, straight up. Um yeah, I just, funny times, man. And I think this is going to get even funnier the, the the closer we get to uh, January. Um, I have a lot to talk about with this uh, cautious <laughs> stuff and other things. Um, just a There's a week. lot to talk about this
3: week. Are you kidding me? And mm-hmm. you know who's going to get to add in a lot in, in on it? It's Mr. Righteous Reg.
2: In the building. It's your boy, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster, Media Man, December. Nah, who cares? Whatever. It doesn't matter. It's me seeing a lot of great wrestling yesterday, like too much. My brain has exploded. Um, and yeah, Sasha Watch, Mercedes Watch. And last night, uh, ooh, yeesh, those videos, <laughs> ah, that video, mm, Eey. ooh, ah, ah,
5: ching, ching <laughs> wala, da, bing, ooh, ah. Mm. Rage, Everybody, Rage. everybody had
2: a take, dude. Everybody had a take.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Look, we got to talk about a lot tonight or today. Tonight, tonight. It's it's early ass. Are you in guys morning. gonna ask it's... me what
2: video I was talking about? Or are we just gonna move on?
3: What video are you talking about, Righteous ridge
2: Well, 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 Washington,
3: Bray uh, Wyatt. No, I'm just kidding.
2: No, <laughs> hit row, AJ <laughs> Francis. Yes. He did a swanton bomb onto the apron with nobody there. Was that? Was it Perry? was a swanton?
5: <laughs> no, he it called was it a swanton. was uh, No, the swanton? no it
3: wasn't happened. supposed to be, but that's what <laughs> <laughs> happened. The
2: swanton bomb onto the apron. It made it made it. Finested. No, but no, honestly, that shit is hard. Like, that just shows, like, how hard. Some people make that shit look easy, but doing a dive, like, that's fucking hard. I mean, look what happened um. to our truth just a couple months ago, you know? Yeah.
3: yeah no i mean uh, i'll say this uh michael cole was a plus on that call uh the way he gets all hyped up and he's like is he gonna do this He gotta be kidding me well that's why he doesn't do that move
4: <laughs> <laughs> and the funny thing me. is i've i've seen aj land that dive before that. Uh, mm-hmm. and so yeah um there were so many intimate things that were uh that were funny about it um just that he missed it and then as it was happening, B Fab like jumping to hype everything up and the Vikings trying to act like they got hit by it. Um, no, the yeah. B Fab
3: reminded me of like um, you know on Family Feud when you got when somebody like has a real bad answer, but you know the rest of the family's like good <laughs> you answer. Still good cop answer. It up, yes. <laughs>
4: Nah, man, that's love, man. That's what you're supposed to do for
5: your that's family, love. man. That's what, no, you you gotta gotta what you're
3: supposed to do, yeah. to do for your family. So, yeah, but right, it uh. just, it,
4: in that moment, it was just still funny because, of course, we've seen people dunking on this thing. And every time I see somebody dunking on it and I see her in the background hyping it up, it makes it almost even funnier. But, you know, shout out to AJ, man. I hope he's yeah. all right. Uh, it's not that. like <laughs> he's all
3: right. And, uh, yeah, no, honestly, the the funniest one I saw was the the cut. And I, I want to make sure I give credit to who made that one, but they said it to Swerve's theme. Oh, and uh, what was it? It was um, NHA Thaniel underscore H on Twitter. And he had done the. Uh, <laughs> he, it said it to Swerve's theme. And as soon as he hit the top rope, top rope, catch a vibe.
2: No comment.
3: <laughs> That's. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, I mean, look, I I feel for Hit Row in this moment right now, mainly because, like, narrative changed on them very, very quickly. Uh, It went from, you know, that first week they were back. uh, There were a lot of people, you know, Tag and Swerve talking about, oh, you shouldn't have signed with AEW. Look, your boys are back, and uh, they're they're back on the big leagues. They're back on the big scene. Uh, they're really going to build up the
4: SmackDown tag division. Some great stuff is about to happen, and I feel I like mean, they they are number one contenders. I think we should put that part in there. They mm-hmm. are number one. Contenders. They are number one contenders.
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't read the SmackDown spoilers, but um, the because uh, they taped two episodes last night, uh, which. Good thing, because they're giving the SmackDown roster Christmas off, so they had mm-hmm, to do yeah. two shows last night. Um, and it's kind of cool the way SmackDown does that, by the way, where one of the things they'll do is, rather than, like, try to pile a bunch into two shows, what they'll do is just give us, like, a handful of long matches. Like, last night only had three matches, but, mm-hmm. you know, one of them was Ricochet versus uh gunther uh, that got a good amount of time right and that's kind of the way that they do it when they do those dual tapings Is just like let's still stick with like a six match format but mm-hmm. let's draw yeah. it out over two episodes and so that that's a good thing honestly it I is it's a good way to do it um
2: and that ricocheting
4: gunther was whew, yeah, yeah that was one power. of
3: the yeah them that ones. was very that yeah. was very good that, yeah I, that's mean, Chicago I, I
4: i will i will say that that was really the main reason worth watching this show because the rest Definitely. of the show wasn't that great the tag match was good the women's tag match was was much better than i expected it to be right mm-hmm. um and the IC title match really was the main yeah that was that was it because everything stuff. else was kinda, mm. Mm. Kind, but, of a, kind of kind of kind of anticlimactic
3: but what i was saying as far as hit row is concerned is uh you know there was a report out of WrestleVotes votes this past week that um Triple H is having a little bit of buyer's remorse on some of the returns, yeah. and if you look at the comments and all the quote tweets on that uh, report that they put out, it's like everybody's like, "Yeah, hit row, yeah, hit row, hit row, hit mm-hmm. row." Like that's all you're hearing is hit row. Um, they seem to be the ones that have like disappointed the fans the most, um, and there's only like one of three things that you can do to resolve where they are right now, which is Uno release um, mm-hmm. two. NXT or three heel turn. Um, I think that uh, all of the above are kind of on the table, um, and I don't know. To me, I say combine two and three. Like, I was gonna say it's
2: option two for me.
3: Yeah, yeah. I, say, I don't,
4: don't want to rush to say let anybody should lose their job. Yeah, I
3: don't no. think anybody should lose their job. Yeah. No, I'm saying that's why I said combine two and three. I think uh, you could probably get away with sending them down for some seasoning, but then also uh, flip them heel while you're down there. Mm -hmm. Um, I've always said that the best baby faces are all rooted in good heels that uh, other than maybe Hogan, uh, every like successful baby face in history was rooted in a solid heel run. And even then Hogan was a heel uh, before that. But uh, yeah, uh, I, I, in at every level, You've got to start somewhere, and I think that turning them is probably a good idea. Because they were heels when they were with Swerve, but they never had a real chance to, to do their thing, not as his kind of dog and pony show.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, I, I kind of feel bad for them, because I think that uh, the issue here is they haven't had a chance to really establish what their act is without Swerve. And I think that they haven't really, because I've said this before, they haven't had any real feuds or rivalries where we have any reason to really care about them outside of, you know, what we got from them before, or if you're fans of them from the internet stuff. And um, there are two sexes people on the internet. Sex, not sex. Sex. Mm. Two sides um, um there are two sets of people and there there are people that want to support them and there are people that are adamantly against them no right. matter what they do. i mean
3: th- yeah. the problem is aj made a lot of enemies he <laughs> uh, this is also
4: true so mm-hmm. um the set that is ad- adamantly against them like everything that they do now is kind of confirmation bias it's like right. all right well they they were always trash and like now every time they mess up anything or every time something doesn't land this is proof of it and I just don't think WWE has done them any favors because they haven't really given them anything, or given the fans anything to sink them to their teeth So, you know, I you know I think they're kind of in a bad spot. But I do think that the number one contender spot is a is a good step forward. But they're gonna lose, man. Right? So, yeah, man.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, again, I think they were brought back in a way they shouldn't have been brought back. To me, it would be like. Uh... <laughs> Uh, to me, it would be like if you got an, uh, like a big concert announcement and they were like, hey, everybody, it's the Saint Lunatics. And everybody's like, w- where's Nelly, though?
4: Like, I I didn't really ask for that. Nah, you get you get Murphy <laughs> Lee, bro. You get Murphy <laughs> Lee. And shout out to Murphy Lee, man. <laughs>
2: Murphy Lee, the dude with the Phantom of the Opera mask. Like, as long as those two guys are there, I'm there.
3: Yeah,
4: oh, <laughs> I mean, but like,
3: you no, get I'm it. it, you know. it yeah, no, totally. that, that's where it was. Yeah. Uh I mean, I guess I could kind of say G Unit, but even still, yeah, I guess G Unit's a good. Uh, I mean, everybody. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, dude, is, but I, even that one
2: is Lloyd Banks, though. Was that that was it. the
3: thing of the ni- I mean, of the two thousands, like the late nineties going into the two thousands, is that every star rapper had. Uh, they brought their boys up with them, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, everybody from Eminem and D. Twelve to Ludacris and Disturbing the Peace. Everybody brought their their people up. But it was always about that centerpiece act, no matter what, and right. uh, I just feel like that's kind of what
4: Hit Row was. And I mean, I you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to see Murphy Lee and Slow Down and Ali. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I know the names of the same lunatics, by the oh, way. That's the guy go. in the mask. His Slow Down. Um, okay. but <laughs> <laughs> but no, I liked Murphy Lee. Like, what the hook is gonna be? What the hook gonna be? Is a is a that record, was a good girl. song. Yeah, that was a good. Record. And he had yeah. he had the best verse on. A few of the songs he was on but a nelly nelly list saint lunatics
2: can't headline no exactly
4: no uh
3: so <laughs> they're an opening
4: gag solid opening gag.
3: there you go solid opening act hey we got you, some uh i want to make sure by the way that we get to everybody's questions this week um and anybody's comments uh i actually put a question out there on day after dynamite this week that work uh some people have already given me some answers on um but i suppose uh, it's more fitting for also City for me to put this question out. I'm going to rephrase it, so if you heard Day After Dynamite this week, bear with me. But I talked about um, video game commercials and how over the years, there's been this... Uh, over the last, I'd say, about 17 years, there's been a choice in popular music, the, those type of earworm-type commercials where it has literally driven success of video games you look at i I, my prime example is always gears of war and how gears of war was like as it was being hyped as it was coming out it was kind of something that mostly just like hardcore video game fans were even aware of Mm -hmm. but then that commercial dropped that had mad world by gary Jules in it and when that commercial dropped that set gears of war up for mainstream success it was like all of a sudden people are hearing all around me are familiar faces mm-hmm. and it's suddenly Yeah. That, fire. yeah mm-hmm. that, that commercial put gears of war on the map because all of a sudden it, it, it took that song, but like people associate that song with one of two things, Donnie Darko or, um, gears of war.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: And so there's that. Right. And then I talked about how like, uh, the stats are out right now. And like the new Sonic game, Sonic frontiers is, it sold two and a half million copies Uh, which is like one of the most successful Sonic games in the last 12 years. And I'm attributing that to using Queen in the commercial, the Don't Stop Me Now. I think Mm. that has gotten people's attention and made people... Yeah. And so I was thinking about AEW Fight Forever. And Mm. I said that this is one of those things, you know Tony Khan loves spending money on uh, music. And so I put a question out to people because I don't necessarily know what the answer is. But I said... Given that it's a game that is supposed to be based around wrestling games from the early 2000s, like from 2000 to about 2003, right? They said it's usually about – it's supposed to be a cross between like No Mercy and SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain. So I was thinking he should probably pick like a classic song from that time period to market the game around something that's catchy that will stick in people's heads. Now, my first thought was Limp Biscuit my way. Break, right? but uh, I, know I was
2: thinking break stuff actually.
3: Yeah, but see, my, my, uh, but I'm like, uh, but you know what that's going to do? Uh, mm-hmm. That's going to piss off some fans. So then I'm like, what about like Annie up MOP? I think that'd be a good one too to promote the game. Uh, we got a humper chat. This one's from Tony P. He says, Will, your question from dad about music used to sell Fight Forever. I would use Meth's Bring the Pain. That's a good mm, one. Um, really ACDC one. Big Balls, uh, Wu Tang's Bring the Ruckus, or Jeezy's Soul Survivor.
2: Bring the Ruckus is pretty good too. Uh, in,
3: yeah vibe. what would you do if you were trying like to capture the vibe of early 2000s but something that's also catchy that uh you know would get people's attention and make them go okay i see what time period they're going for hmm Hmm. Mm. right mm-hmm. like there's something you don't mm-hmm. want to think about mm-hmm yeah um, uh I, I saw somebody know. say never scare bone crusher that's a good one from the time period is too mm-hmm. yeah there's <laughs> um, yeah.
5: I don't know um, well what
3: would you do but I I feel like if I were marketing the game that's the thing I would immediately start looking at is what songs from the time period that are catchy that would get people's attention and make people go okay I see what you're going for
5: mm-hmm.
3: give that um, some thought folks we got some other super chats and humper chats. Uh, let's start with uh, who, who do we go with first? We got so many. All right. We're going to spend the first few minutes here on, on these chats, shall we? Uh, we'll start with Black Phoenix Brand. Uh, sent a few here, so I'm going to go through all of them side by side. It says, I can't even begin to express how disrespectful it is that WWE didn't think Sasha was worth Charlotte or Becky money, especially considering a lot of Charlotte getting over was at Sasha's expense. I won't make it a race thing, but, then continues on with saying, I'm sure Will will mention this, but to everyone mentioning the Playboy Divas era in regards to Mandy, remember that WWF slash E was a different uh, company back then and Jax wasn't the juggernaut that Mattel is they have Barbie Barbie um, yeah we'll, we'll talk about Mandy here in just a little bit thank you for the uh, super chat yeah, I,
4: I, I have thoughts about both those things so
3: yes oh and then um, yeah Black Phoenix experience just sending them to us. Thank you. I always appreciate you. Appreciate uh, it. Yeah. Uh, sent another one said, uh, I've given this a few weeks, but it's time to address this. Can we get a few minutes on how fine Jade was in her money fit for the celebration a few weeks ago? I know <laughs> oh, it's the man, PC era, back. <laughs> but brothers, that outfit and the woman wearing it deserves exposition. Um, I mean, I gave it all the words I, I, I even had at the moment. Which I just tweeted Jade Cargill in all caps. Yeah, everybody uh, knew what I meant the, the moment
4: I tweeted but, that. Yeah, that whole look, her coming out with the green fur, that was that was mm,
2: incredible. Yes, we agree. We're in agreement.
4: Yeah,
3: and that was a bodysuit, by the way. That was the Jade funny Cargill. thing was was that um, she's believable enough that everybody was like, "She like naked out here," and it's <laughs> like, no, the, the the neckline, the chain was the the separating yeah, right. piece the body suit But yeah. uh so,
4: and shout out to Sandy. I'm sure Sandy yeah. designed that for her cuz she Oh yeah, she legend. did. She
3: ta- she tagged her in it and uh yeah, Sandra Gray designed that great stuff.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Um let's see. We've got some others here. Uh we will go with going to start at the beginning. Van Twinblade says "Sitting in Rural Care" Uh, cause my antigen test popped. Oh, hope it was a false positive, cause I really don't want to miss the show tomorrow. Oh uh, no! I mean, it's it's going around. It's it uh, uh, it, it's COVID did not go away for no. certain. Um, and it's here. No. please, it, it's, please it's still be here. careful out there.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Feel it now, if you wear a mask, um, it's no shame in continuing to wear a mask if you mm-hmm. feel the need to. No shame.
3: Nah, but, like, also, I've, everything else is bad. Um, you know, my I mentioned on Twitter that uh, my daughter had strep this week. Right. And so she was home two days. And luckily, I sent her in, get some antibiotics. Turns out she's allergic to penicillin like your boy. And so she, like, swelled up and... Had a rash all over, and I'm like, okay, no more penicillin for you. So I had to do Z Pack. But the interesting thing to me is that I just read that like two kids died from strep this week in Yeesh. Denver. In Denver, right? So, Whoa. like, wow.
4: yeah, um, flu, flu is back in effect. It's uh, definitely sixth season, right?
3: Sixth season. So uh, take care of yourselves and mm-hmm. each other.
2: Christmas is going to be fucking bad. Everybody's going to go and try to hang out with their family, spread this shit. Ugh.
3: Yeah.
4: On, spread the love. Mm.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Phil. <Bill.
3: laughs> uh, I know. Uh, Orion Ben six 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 says they prolonged Bray but killed the Zaya mystery in an hour.
4: What so wait a minute, what what was this? So they, they put this at the end of this match mm-hmm. and they drew attention to it. And then they did the reveal on the internet. On the internet, yeah. yeah. What what was the point of that? Uh, i'm i'm really i don't know and i mean if this gets i on tv more great i initially thought it was a alba fire because all the interviews i've seen with damage control they've been saying from jump that alba was supposed to be in damage control like in the initial like pitches for it she was in all of them so i assumed in that moment when the hooded person came up i was like oh it's just alba and then when i looked at it i was like oh no it's definitely not alba uh, so, um, <laughs> what what gave that away <laughs> uh, um, the shoes. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Was okay, the shoes. the shoes. It was the shoes. It was the shoes. Uh, uh, yeah. Shout out to Zaylee. Um,
3: yeah, I, mean, I do think Lee. it was. I do Very think it's cool funny shoes. that all the all the sleuths noticed it was Zaylee and how they picked mm-hmm. up on it being Zaylee.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: So.
3: But yeah, uh, I
2: don't. I don't get the reveal. The reveal only online thing. Just do this on TV. It was like, yeah, I, Thirteen I, seconds.
4: I, I didn't understand that. That was. An odd choice, um, but you know, how many heel women are they gonna link to damage control now, and then just kind of like just make it a random thing? Like we've got Nikki at this point, we've got mm-hmm. we've got Zaya. Like, what what are we doing, man?
3: Oh yeah, fear and loathing in NYC says, uh, "How soon till Uncle Howdy takes off the mask?" And it's Vince saying, "It was me, Dupree. It was me all along." Uh, we gotta talk. We gotta talk about Vince. That that's a story that we gotta talk about this oh, week. Oh my god, busy um, ass week, man! It's been we a busy to... ass week. Yes, we do uh, because that's real. Um, hold on, it, it's it's important, and Ooh. I will we we'll, we should all give our predictions on how the Vince story plays out. Totally. Uh, Uriel says, uh, just showing some some support, guys. Uh, finding your podcast has been the highlight of my year. Uh, y'all kill it, and great work on the Willow interview. Shout out Willow Nightingale. Um, she's Thank been you. all over this week. She mm-hmm. did AEW Unrestricted. Then, right after that, our podcast with her drops yesterday. Um, we did an interview. She was just a delight to have on the show. Um, and then tomorrow, she's going to be on hey EW with uh, RJ City. So, like, uh, it's been man. a busy week for her. Um, she had a great match with Trisha Dora last week at mm-hmm. uh, the on the zero hour of Um, final battle. Yep. So good for her.
2: Final battle happened after our show. Yeah, it
3: did. It was a pretty strong week for tag team (laughs) wrestling. It it was was super strong. Uh, And I have a feeling that we'll be seeing a lot more of Willow um, Mm -hmm. on TV because I couldn't help but notice that uh, Ruby Soho got her ass beat by um, the. Uh, Ty J, yeah, mm-hmm. Ty J, and uh, man, she could, she really could have used somebody in her corner there. Maybe somebody that uh, she that Ruby just helped two weeks ago when that other person had a match against Anna J. Almost Ooh. like we're about to see Ruby and uh, Willow versus Ty J. Ruby,
4: Ruby, 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 Willow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remix. That would actually be really good. <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: So thank you for AEW the...
2: doesn't do that's a WWE thing, right? To combine, do they do that anymore? Combine they, two wrestlers' they, entrance music's together. They remember that used to a be a pretty thing?
4: dope mashup of MJF and Jericho's at one point. Oh, oh yeah, okay. I
5: yeah, that. yeah they, right.
3: they've done it. Uh, that's right. Uh, I mean, I, I will say WWE has been hit or miss on that, right? Mm-hmm. Because there were some that were just like, what are you doing? That's not right. how you remix themes. Like, I remember Like, they Booker... just
2: spliced their po- pro tools and just put them together. Like, they like just no, it's not them. supposed to be they, like that. They
4: just, <laughs> they just slam it. They're not a DJ that knows how to blend. They just slam right. the next record on. Yeah. And they do that a lot, and it's just, it, it doesn't sound good. Like, when they used to do it with uh, Asuka and, and Kyrie's before they got, yeah. like, a the group uh-huh. theme, it sounded so bad. Mm. Uh,
3: the, the Booker T and RVD was one that was really bad too mm-hmm. a famous one before they decided to just have a band do the whole song over was that one week where they had big show and chris jericho and it was just like <laughs> big 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 break the walls big down
4: and like the whole <laughs> thing was just awful awful the only <laughs> thing that's that's giving us uh matthew on the coltolic podcast um saying that all the time when he's had this big question he does the, he does the big, 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 big <laughs> <Right>. question <laughs>
5: I, I, band. yeah no that was <laughs>
3: i i pro- that probably only got used like once or twice but it mm. has stuck with me forever them just uh, that Terrible. awful chop up of big show and chris jericho right. <laughs>
2: Terrible. so bad
3: uh and then they finally just had the song just redone mm. uh it's, it's hit or miss because also now i'm thinking about it gold dust and cody was also really bad
4: too mm-hmm. uh, yeah that <laughs> so was that was bad, bad as well um you need
3: a DJ. That's what you need that's for these it. things. Yes, she, you need somebody yes, who recognizes may. that your tempos need to match. Because, mm-hmm. no, like, Edge and, Art, Edge and Orton was, was decent. Um, but that's about the only one that I can remember.
4: Yeah. Remember they used to do that thing for Corbin where they used to play that royal music, and then it just cut back to his regular music? I'm like, but why? <laughs> <laughs> just Why are we doing this? Like This doesn't sound good. Like what It doesn't. It?
3: Yeah, Uh, let's see. Mets fan for life says I was thinking the Mox versus Sammy match uh, may have been because Mox has been booed recently. What do you guys think? I don't think so, Um, because I don't think they care. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think you know Mox has only been booed in situations where he's supposed to, Um, because you know Mox got booed against um, CM Punk at All Out, but I don't think they expected anything different. Uh, They went
4: into that basically kind of working heel for that match. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
3: and he walked into the match with MJF at, in Newark. He was prepared to be booed
4: for that. He knew yeah. what was going yeah. on here. And the other one is Tanahashi. You're going to get booed when you're standing Regardless. next to like, one of the greatest baby faces ever. So, and he yeah. wants to play Hill against Tanahashi because
2: it's fucking Tanahashi. It
5: Tanahashi. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah.
3: Moxley's walked into these situations knowing what's up, and he knew what he was doing there. I don't think there was any... Uh, as a matter of fact, if anything considering that moxley was supposed to turn heel a year ago and didn't mm-hmm. get to i feel like if anything moxley would probably look for those scenarios to like hey, how can i get to play heel like i was trying to last and year. he's
2: supposed to be heel in the hangman feud so yeah look, you're gonna I, heal it up more with them
4: i think one of the great things and this goes back to people like oh who's who's the baby face in this in this in this program i'm so confused by this program why are they fighting um I think one of the great things about this is mox kind of thrives when he gets booed i've said right. it before that he he's very good at you know playing both sides um mm-hmm. and so i think he's fine i think that match last night wasn't because he's getting booed i think it was just a great way to forward the the garcia stuff um and that nasty just disgusting thing jericho said of oh this is your elder like oh.
5: <laughs>
4: Disgusting.
5: <laughs> Gross.
4: Come on, Jericho. Uh, and, and, and Garcia, come on, fight back. I saw you standing. You didn't like that. You didn't like how he cut, cut you off. Come on, fight back.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Coffee Black says, Shout out, fellas. Uncle Howdy came out looking like the Power Rangers villain of the week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Van Twinblade says, What do you mean, Hogan was always a heel? Straight up. Mm hmm cbd's nuts says uh <laughs> mm-hmm. happy saturday boys had a crappy week got laid off but life goes on what yeah. was your favorite moment this week uh from jericho losing of course uh, loved that loved that for action Andretti. love y'all um i mean that's that's up there for one of my moments of the week uh yeah, yeah
4: i it, it probably it Action Andretti. um that was a great moment for him um i will say because like i said this was a big week for tag team wrestling uh seeing leo ta- team up with a guy in yo who is a expert at tag team wrestling at this point multiple yep. time junior tag team league winner and winning his first uh tag league uh trophy was great and it's a great, and the uh,
2: finals against bay and ace austin yeah. like come on bro
4: yeah bullet, nice. club, bullet club was cooking in uh, that tag they i thought i actually thought bay and ace were gonna win at mm-hmm. one point but it was a it was a good win for leo um Happy for him. He's going to get his moment at Wrestle Kingdom. He and yo are going to challenge for the tag championship. Wrestle Kingdom is crazy, yeah. bro.
3: Speaking of which, I, I, I want to throw a shout out really quick to CBD's nuts. Um, yeah, life will go on. Um, I mm-hmm. know the the layoff feeling all too well. And uh, it, it sucks. Um, but I, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's a crappy time for that. So um, I feel you. And uh, I hope everything works out on that. Um. Talking about uh, Wrestle Kingdom for a second, uh, I've never seen people go harder on your boy, um, and I'm specifically talking about Phil's boy, which is Carl uh, Anderson. Who are all saying that that? <laughs> I mean, look, the, what did they calling it a one and a half star match? They said the worst <laughs> performance of the year, and uh, Wrestle. I mean, basically he he did retain the uh, the Never Open Way Championship and now he's going on to be at Wrestle Kingdom. But people are like, man, uh, if that Carl Anderson is who's showing up at Wrestle Kingdom, I don't want
4: it. No, nah, Bright Light Sheen Gun is gonna show up in the dome, buddy. Yeah, uh, the dome, baby, come on, come on. Listen, man, Every I, I sat and watched the chat last week when I when I predicted that this man would wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom, and I saw a lot of people saying, oh, Phil's bugging, all this other stuff. I thought
2: you was kind of crazy listen, myself, man.
4: honestly listen i thought man. we already knew that though that was the thing because i was talking was, about it, it like I, it was reported
3: yeah so. i thought the fightful selected reported that so i was talking about it like it was a foregone conclusion and i was mm-hmm. like yeah he's yeah, yeah, so,
4: kingdom. um i i definitely think that he's gonna have a a, a better showing at Russell kingdom but here's the thing him coming in half-assing it at that match is kind of the point he's part the of the bad story guy. Mm-hmm. um he you're, you're not supposed he's not supposed to come and have this great five-star match and get you to like him because he doesn't care he's rich that's he, he, <laughs> the whole point that's uh, <laughs> the whole point of what he's doing in the character is that he doesn't care mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so no you're not supposed to like it you're supposed to boom, him you're supposed to want tamatanga to beat him and make him go away exactly so is this like the most companies because there's going to be impact
2: representation. There's going to be WWE, AEW, like stardom. All the companies are pretty much represented. This is the real Forbidden Door. Here we go. This, is, this show
3: is the
4: Forbidden Door. It's crazy. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, before I forget this, um, shout out to Rocky Romero. Because I don't think he has Ooh. properly gotten his flowers for all of the people that he's he's helping to get on this, on this uh, Wrestle Kingdom card. And I heard a story where he is the guy that initiated the pitch for Forbidden Door. I don't know if a lot of people know that. Busy man. Busy,
3: busy, busy so, man. So yeah, shout out to Rocky Reman. I, I love Flowers. He's always been really kind to me. Every time
4: he sees me in a crowd, he's always like, "Hey, Will. <laughs> <And> yeah, man. <laughs> hey, expect to see Rocky in a Graffiti interview someday. Oh, right. and I'm going absolutely. to attempt. He's to make a, it he's, a, he's already told me he'd do it, so I think we, that's
2: it's why, on us to set that up. I think that's why so many deals happen cuz he's like such a nice Humble he's guy, and like mm-hmm. you're gonna be like, Yeah, I agree, Rocky. Let's do it. What do you want to do? You know, yeah. and it's New <laughs> Japan, also on top of
4: it. So. Yeah, uh, yeah, shout out to Danny Limelight as well. I thought that was one of the funniest things about that interview we did with Danny, and he's just like, Yeah, fuck, fuck Rocky. And I'm like, Yeah, but who hates Rocky? Yeah, <laughs> who hates yeah. Rocky?
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was
4: by the way, we dropped two interviews this week because we had uh, an
3: interview with Danny Limelight as well. Um, mm-hmm. got some good details. Um, the man was wilding, as he said, uh, and that uh, led to his. Dismissal from AEW, but uh, at the end of the day, he's got some bigger goals, mm. and we talked
4: about all of that. So, uh, yeah, shout out, shout on a big win as well. You're a new champion, that's right. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Danny a lot, me too. Yep, so yeah, and
3: we've got a couple more interviews coming up because uh, we talked to um, EJ and Duca of mm-hmm. uh, MLW, and very fun
2: interview, very positive uh, also like cocky in a good way, like just ready to take on the world. EJ, that's a great interview. When that comes out, you guys check it out.
3: Yep. And we talked to, uh, I guess indie wrestling legend and commentator extraordinaire, Veda Scott. We talked to her as well. Uh, so yeah, we, we're, we're talking to people. Um, and we've got some more coming up, I think not this coming week, but I think week after there's some good stuff. So, um, We'll be doing it. We'll be doing some no. really
2: good stuff, possibly. Yeah,
4: we uh, are. Well, you know, working, yeah. the boys. is working.
2: We're getting John Cena yeah. December thirtieth. No, I'm kidding. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Coffee Black says Murphy Lee is an NBA Street Volume Two legend. Yeah, that's absolutely he is. <laughs> uh,
5: Straight up, nah, man. I, man, I, I, I miss mean, that I'm EA
3: not... Big era, man. Like mm-hmm. EA Big was a brand, and they. That was. They just dropped it all. I don't understand. EA like, dropped
4: I, off a cliff in general, though.
3: Yeah, but like, but that specific brand, EA Big, they had the Def Jam games. Mm-hmm. They had uh, SSX. They had NBA Street. NFL yeah. Street was kind of whack, but, um, but NBA Street, every volume of NBA Street was dope. Um, and I was a big SSX guy. Sometimes when I'm bored, because it's backwards compatible, I do sometimes just throw on SSX3. Why not? That game mm-hmm. was fantastic. It's a classic. It's a classic, yeah. Uh, I was so right more up here with uh, Cool Borders.
2: I was going to say I was more of a Cool Borders,
3: fan because uh, PlayStation. Cool be. Borders. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, well, the SSX here we was go. like... <laughs> See, I loved, I loved uh, Cool <laughs> Borders, but the second SSX dropped, it was like just a game changer so i didn't pl- i never played the first one but i played tricky and of course that that had run dmc laced all throughout yeah, and, and
4: uh, what's the record? Uh, play it live. That was SSX three for sure. Yeah, uh, fire. But, yeah, so
3: tricky though had because um, your commentator of SSX tricky was Rozelle, right? Oh, so um, you had his beatboxing all throughout the game. Like he just do commentary. You hit a trick and he just be man, boom, boom, like all this. They
2: sh- <laughs> don't make them like they used to. Rozelle, uh, <laughs> randomly <laughs> of the commentator in this game. Come
4: on, man. <laughs> Crazy time.
3: Uh, I know. that He was your only commentator. You hit a trick, and then uh, all of a sudden, Rozelle would just pop in and tell you how great your (laughs) trick was um, or tell you it sucked.
5: Uh, Shout out
2: to Rozelle. Nobody's had him on. We listen to a lot of hip-hop podcasts, and nobody's had Rozelle on. I want to hear about Rozelle, man. All I know, (laughs) bad
3: That was crazy. You're absolutely right. Like, (laughs) he is somebody
4: I want to hear from.
3: He's
2: elusive, man. That's a great story. I want to hear about how he got on SSS. Tricky, (laughs) randomly.
4: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. One of the funnier jokes this year was when people were saying uh, the stuff off of the... Not the 21 Savage Drake album, the Drake album before that with all of the, the dance music on it, that it sounds like SSX music. And once I heard it, I couldn't unhear it. And I'm like, maybe that's why I enjoy some of this music so much, because I'm like, this, this reminds me of just sitting up at, like, midnight playing SSX. Takes
5: you back. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yep.
4: that's what it was. No, I... I... I, I,
3: I still play it to this day. I For whatever reason. SSX3, though, specifically, because I had the reset. And once you got used to the reset, you couldn't play any of the others again. Uh, but, yeah. yeah, I still, when I get bored, I'm just like, I'm just throwing SSX3. And Did you ever beat play that Guardians like game? Minutes.
4: I don't know why it randomly popped in my brain because I'm thinking video games.
3: Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah. No, I actually didn't. Um, yeah, I
4: stayed up late one night and, and finished it. Um, really good game. Okay. Yeah, I have it. Um, I just have never beaten it. Uh, It's on on Game Pass for people if you have Xbox.
3: Mm. Oh, man, damn it. See, that's why I can't buy games anymore.
4: (laughs) Because (laughs) I also bought it. I got caught by that as well.
3: Yeah, Uh, I I bought it, and, yeah, of course, it's in Game Pass. Uh, Actually,
4: actually, now I think about it, I don't think I bought it. I think I got it as a gift. Mm.
3: Yeah, Um, I did. I'm... I just finished Deathloop recently. That game is is really good um, for a couple of reasons. One, if you just want a game with uh, with the rare black protagonist and antagonist, Deathloop's a good one for you. Um, okay. But on top of that, it's just really creative and inventive. I uh, I, I haven't played anything like it. Like, I get what kind of I a game off. is it? It's a first-person shooter that's kind of like groundhog day in video game form where you basically are stuck in the same scenario over and over and over and f loop yeah uh, but every time you yes and you die and restart the that just this one portion but as you progress you learn more things about this scenario Mm -hmm. and so uh it's still a really deep game and there's still a lot happening but every single time you go through the loop it's a little bit different each time just because you as the player know more than you knew last time this is the same stage though you wake up right back at that original point and you got to play through this stage again but this time you're like okay i don't have to go through this door because i already know what's through this i'm gonna go this way this time Mm -hmm. and or like i know the code to unlock this door this time so therefore i can go this way And the goal by the end of the game is to officially break the loop. Phenomenal game. I love
4: Deathloop. Nice. Uh, Hmm. Interesting. Um, Speaking of black video game protagonists, did you guys see that that clip of... uh, Michael Jai White dressed as Blade. And yes. <laughs> that was fire. I was like, wait a minute. This man is 55 years old. This guy does not look like he's in his 50s at all. He looks amazing. He's a beast, he's a beast for
3: sure. He is a beast. I love Michael Jai White, honestly. Mm-hmm. like I was a big Spawn fan in the 90s and then uh, when the movie hit and Michael Jai White, it's, it's, and as a matter of fact, I was, uh, I just saw uh, look, I'm also a really, really big Black Dynamite fan. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Totally. Classic. And man. I saw this the other day. I, I forgot who posted it. I'm not giving it right credit because I just saved it. Uh But <laughs> it was uh, a take on Mandy Rose. But it said, uh, I'm declaring war on everybody who sells nudes to the community. Mandy Rose. <laughs> Black <laughs> Dynamite, I sell nudes to the community. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> that really <is. laughs>
2: that <is>. That's great. <laughs> so, yeah, no, nah, somebody killed it. <laughs> that's
3: crazy. Um so uh okay. We gotta talk about a couple things. First yeah. off, I wanna talk about Vince. I know that's a rare mm-hmm. thing, but we gotta talk about Vince. Uh Wall Street I this Journal. Was over. <laughs> it's never over. Ever. I, I don't I don't think it's over. Um, it's not so, over. Wall it's Street Journal. Over. Wall Street Journal, of course, published a new report um, that had a lot of stuff in it. It talked about how um, there's, of course, new allegations. Uh, and the, the interesting thing about the allegations is they're very similar to previous allegations, um, which to a lot of people would say a pattern of behavior with Vince McMahon. Um, and that I'll let you decide if uh, uh, what you feel on that. The other thing that came out of that from the wrestling side of things was that people close to Vince are of the belief that he's planning to come back, that he's told people he's planning to come back. Um, Fightful Select dropped a story, talked to about a dozen WWE talent, um, and there's a general feeling of, please no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the one thing that um, I think a lot of people are afraid of in this regard is that because you know we've heard from people who have said uh you know if vince returns i'm not wrestling again i mean you're under contract you're gonna have to Mm -hmm. uh
4: no yeah you'll be you'll be wrestling buddy totally
3: (sighs) my feeling on this the guy again it's just a hunch i hope i'm wrong but i'll start with the facts the fact is if vince mcmahon decides to return um you guys watched marry with children i'm sure do you guys remember when when <laughs> al uh went and found Ironhead haynes um who could answer all the questions of men and uh uh he asked what are we supposed to do about women and Ironhead head says i have a song for this and he pulls out his guitar and strums and he goes nothing <laughs> and then puts the guitar away <laughs> as far as what you can do about vince the answer is Nothing.
5: Mm -hmm. Because
3: Vince McMahon... um,
5: WWE is his. his. The
3: fact is, WWE is still his. That's his. Um, If he wanted... The only thing that can be done as far as Vince is concerned is... Uh, I guess two things. One, convince him not to, or, like, to poison a drink. But, like, um, as far as uh, (laughs) what you can do... (laughs) Wait wait a minute. Like, as far as what can be done about bringing back Vince McMahon, like, the answer is it's not much. Uh, If he ultimately decides to return, there's two problems. Um, Because they're like, well, it would tank the stock. The board wouldn't allow that. Vince has 80% voting power. So...
5: He's the the board.
3: He is the board. (laughs) If the board... All votes no and Vince votes yes. That's a yes. He returns. Um, so good luck yeah. with that. And it's like, well, the stockholders won't allow that. Vince is majority stockholder. Uh, and if he... Look, you fully underestimate the egos of white billionaires who don't care whether or not they tank the stock if it is about them returning. Um, now,
4: you've been saying it all week on Twitter.
3: That is, yes. that is
4: definitely a white billionaire thing I, <laughs> I definitely picture him somewhere like um having a glass of water or something or finishing golfing. and like yeah, i think i'm gonna go back to work and it's like no, right. oh, vince i don't think you can <laughs> nah, i'm a little bored i think i'm gonna go back to work <laughs> right. um, i know but it doesn't work like that he's like no i think it does work like that I'm
2: nah, nah, go I, I, look
4: man wrestlemania season starting that's my thing that's my <laughs> baby mm-hmm. i'm going back to work what are y'all talking about <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so again it, it, there's there's very little that could
3: be done um like And the thing is, I can see. It's. I don't even think it's a boredom thing. I think it's Vince looking at what's coming up for WrestleMania and knowing that, as far as I think he was willing to like, look, I could let SummerSlam go, I could let Survivor Series go, and give a shit about any of that stuff. Uh, WrestleMania but like, is his thing. But, but like it's WrestleMania, his accomplishment. yeah, it's like WrestleMania, and it's a WrestleMania that's gonna have The Rock. I'm like it's a WrestleMania It's gonna there? have John Cena. It's a WrestleMania. It's- Brock Lesnar, Stone Cold, Steve Austin. Come on. Like, these guys don't exist without me. Right. Um, <laughs> and, and I think the idea.
2: Roman, all his golden like, boys are going to be there.
3: Like, <laughs> I can't see it not burning him up just a little bit right. of like, look, I at least need to book WrestleMania season uh, and, and coming back for that. Uh, but <laughs> I, I, I I can't yeah. see him. I mean, like uh, uh, the thing is if he decided to tomorrow just like look i'm coming back and i'm gonna book royal rumble to wrestlemania sorry hunter you're gonna do sorry paul um what that's what's it's gonna happen like that's the thing is if, if he decides it it happens uh and that is my only real worry here is that if he could, could be convinced not to and i'm like he was convinced to um to step down Because, and in hindsight, I guess that's what the Wall Street Journal
0: article talked about, that um, he's told people close to him. Have you guys seen Chuck Norris lately? He's still kicking butt, staying active well into his 80s. What's even more shocking is he looks more jacked than ever and seems to have more energy than guys half his age. And it's all thanks to Morning Kick, a revolutionary new daily drink from Roundhouse Provisions that combines ultra-potent greens... Like spirulina and kale with probiotics, prebiotics, collagen, and even ashwagandha. Just mix it with water, stir, and enjoy. Unlike the other green drinks out there, this one tastes exactly like strawberry lemonade. Has hundreds of five-star reviews. I love the taste of this. I love the way that I feel after drinking it. I've never felt better. My digestion is smoother. Body looks leaner. I have energy all day. I just feel younger. And the flavor is so much better than other green drinks. Go to roundhouseprovisions.com Fightful for up to 44% off your regular price order. Every purchase is packed with a 90-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to experience smoother digestion, boost of energy, and overall a healthier body, go to roundhouseprovisions.com Fightful today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too.
4: yeah that's um, crazy i have i have no interest in vince coming back just based off uh, where zero. the product <laughs> is the, mm-hmm. the product is so much better without him a million um, times i they don't need him anymore i I think it's time to move on and allow some new blood to run a company um i i have no interest in him coming back but uh you know can't fight the tide buddy um i i would not be surprised if he ends up back
3: um i mean really, look uh, and the thing is uh I saw somebody on Twitter, It's sorry if I'm stealing credit for your joke, but they're like, Vince saw the rumor of Gunther versus Brock Lesnar and was like, Brock versus who? And- <laughs> for what? <laughs> get, get Paul on the phone. Get my phone right now.
5: Get my phone. Yeah, for what yeah, title?
3: Man. The Intercontinental.
2: Yeah. What? <laughs> I'm convinced at this moment that Vince McMahon is coming back to the WWE. There's nothing that anybody can tell me that's, that's not going to happen. Vince McMahon will be back in that gorilla position by royal rumble
3: Uh, and so like i said because i see somebody in the chat saying it will take more than him deciding to do it again um he needs to get voted back in he
4: has 80 percent of the vote he's the vote if he votes yes he gets in that's it coming back
2: oh we disagree i don't care (laughs)
4: listen man that's where they that's where they got that line for man we 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 are the bar bro he is the bar (laughs) like he is the vote buddy it's not if he wants to come back he's coming back you're gonna yeah. hear yeah,
2: no chance. That's just playing a constant loop, like his song. Yeah, I, I could just see him camera. like watching
4: television and seeing all the changes, and he's like, "What is this? Like, what? What is what, this? What is, who is this Taz- Tazawa kid? Where's my ninja? Like, where? Right. Where? <laughs> <laughs> what is this? <it? laughs> like, I do like
2: these Lacey Evans bits, though. Those are pretty good. They could continue that. Yeah, no, be I bet. Look, bad. Bad. I I
3: I hope not. Like for real, I truly hope not. Um, like reading the the allegations this week um and again uh there there's new allegations from 2011 that are very similar to the ones from 2006 and uh i it's almost
2: like the same story
3: yeah well it, it's straight up like it it's it's clear that there is pattern behavior to me right and i i think that look Hunter's better at this right now. I think that that's not to say that um, there aren't things that I think Vince wasn't good at, right? I think Vince knew how to make a moment. That's like, that's just a fact. I think that um, he did. Uh, and I'm still kind of waiting on Hunter to have the, that. But again, I think he's building to that. I think Hunter is building to his moment um, that he hasn't quite had yet. Uh, and that's why it's like when people are like, "Hey, Hunter Booker of the Year," and I'm like,
5: mm.
3: "Give it time. Um, he yeah. he needs he he's still a work in progress. I'm not willing to even grade Hunter yet as a Booker because uh, I, agree. I I still feel like he's got a, I, I was willing to give Hunter an entire year of because it's not like he got to start a program from scratch here. Triple H no. essentially had to pick up the continuity of the previous program and keep it going right um and so and now I, he always
2: has this vent shit lingering over him like there's you can't like it's yeah. a lot of pressure on the guy at this point mm-hmm. not saying that makes it okay but i'm saying like it's a different what triple h is doing compared to you can't really say he's booker a year or grade him off of trying yeah. to fix fix the it's like when Obama came in after uh, George Bush, and they were just like, "Why did you do this to the the economy?" And start one. He's like, "Yo, I'm just cleaning up with that fool did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's exactly. It. That's um, all. Yeah.
3: Like it's 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 gonna take uh, some some time. And so Joel Wood uh, says it's not that easy. WWE is not a private company, so Vince can't just decide to come back tomorrow. The amount of litigation and stock taking that would come out of this would cripple that company. Um, I don't
4: know. Are you so, saying that uh, the SCC won't let me be, me, me, me,
2: me <laughs> uh, like, we we'll would get an m M&M m bar from Phil on this Skibbity-doo, skippity doo
3: And again, you know, we're also talking about the, because um, Vince had multiple roles, of course. We're talking about the chairman role. We're also talking about the the head of creative, uh, mm-hmm. specifically, role. There's There's a lot of various different roles that he played here. Um, and I'm strictly talking about putting himself back in creative. The bro could Who just knows?
2: start from home, sending his <laughs> notes. In, you know what I mean? Like, okay, I'm back, but I'm not be I wouldn't there. be surprised if Take he's already email. sending his notes. From you know home. what I mean? Yeah. So.
3: Oh, they're giving know. you shit for quoting Eminem,
4: by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, it was in the moment. Sometimes you gotta get the <laughs> joke off, man. Look, quoting it. things in, in in hope of getting a joke off is just you're done. you know. Come on. Got it. Yes, but um, again,
3: I don't know. Um, I'm I'm hoping not, but also like WrestleMania without Vince sounds really interesting because Are you saying it
4: seems so empty without me.
3: Oh uh, come on! Because <laughs> <laughs> I I'm looking forward to WrestleMania without Vince. I'm looking forward yeah. to seeing you know again. I talked about you know Hunter hasn't quite had a moment yet, um, and. I feel like, I guess the end of Survivor Series was about the closest to a moment he's had. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, you know what I mean by those Vince moments. Mm-hmm. That, like, Vince is, is a moment maker, and that was his thing. Uh, and I, I'm i ready for Hunter to have that. I think WrestleMania could have that.
5: You mm-hmm.
3: could. Yeah, There has to be a willingness to have it, of course, because mm-hmm. um, a lot of moments tend to revolve around, like, crowning a new champion mm. uh i think that's a big piece of why hunter hasn't necessarily had his his true moment yet like he hasn't gotten to make somebody yet because a lot of that he did a lot of that in nxt but there's it's it's just a different scale when we're talking doing it on the main roster
5: mm-hmm. yeah
3: but a,
4: a lot of the big projects have been leftover fence projects that he's trying right you know finesse and either correct or you know set on a different trajectory and some of it has worked. Um listen, I have given some of the Triple H stuff the thumbs down, but if he manages to fix Oscar and make Oscar serious again, listen, all will be forgiven. Well, not all. all right. <laughs> not I, I won't say. But, all. but a, a lot of stuff will be forgiven cuz mm-hmm. I am a big Oscar fan and and a lot of stuff that they're doing with Oscar is great.
3: I mean, I do believe Oscar has been better under uh Hunter regardless. I think that yeah um you know, I I, I love Asuka equally, right? But I do feel like I was never a fan of, you know, when people are like, oh, Asuka's such a national treasure. Look how funny she is. She's Asian R-Truth. And I'm just thinking like, oh, that's not what I want.
6: No. um
3: as far as she's concerned because everybody was like especially through the pandemic stuff they're like wow she's so funny and i'm like but did you see what she was able to do in nxt like this
4: is not the yeah i i enjoy funny oscar but i prefer serious oscar
3: i enjoy funny oscar the way i enjoy steve austin when he's funny right In that like steve austin could be funny but when it came time, Steve Austin kicked the shit out of people. Mm. And being funny wasn't the primary thing. It wasn't just there to make Vince chuckle. Um, but I felt like Oscar for a while became like a... We just, want to, l- was, yeah, just, just we um, want to make Vince Yeah, she just became a punchline. She just became a we want to make Vince
4: Yeah, it's the Mox line. Never let anybody there know you you can be funny because then that, that's all they'll allow you to be. And mm-hmm. we've seen Mox be funny in AEW, but he has a very defined character that is not centered around comedy. And I think that Asuka should be the same way. It's, it's cool to know that Oscar can be funny, but... I don't think that should that should be her defining character trait. I don't want it to be. That's I my mean issue. because I still think one of the funniest things Asuka's done is um uh, coming out after she won the NXT championship. Well retained the NXT championship and somebody was like, But Ember Moon and she's just like, Ember, who she worked <laughs>
3: <laughs> Yeah, like I think you know, honestly the best comedy in wrestling to me is still the comedy that's in the wrestling. Um and not necessarily uh as a side thing to wrestling. So that that that's me anyway. Um but we'll we'll talk about that. Uh Joel Wood says, "Will, you're all about percentages. I am. What is the percentage you think Vince is back in his previous role by Mania?" Um I'm at like 40 percent mm. Um I still don't think it's terribly likely. Uh but I'm just more like You know, I'm I'm going to steal a point from Meltzer here. Um Meltzer does not believe it's a coincidence that new allegations came out around the same time that uh, the news came out that Vince is talking about returning almost as if somebody in the company doesn't want him returning and maybe was like, Hey, look at this other stuff too. <laughs> like,
4: mm, that's crazy.
3: Like, Hey, let's keep these investigations going. Cause the longer we can keep him out, the better. Well,
2: nuts. Who could do that? Who would do that?
3: (laughs) Who would do such a thing? I mean, I'll be straight up. I have talked to two wrestlers who believe it's Hunter. (laughs) Like straight up, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, I am not saying it is. I'm not saying that at all. But um, that but if anybody
2: was to anybody, yo, know, you know, Triple H, hey, H talking about the allegations <laughs>
4: in an interview or something like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what this is. Somebody did this. <laughs> yeah, somebody did this. Somebody did this, this, is somebody crazy. Did this bro.
2: <laughs> somebody sending out some crazy emails. I don't know who. Did it. I don't know
3: who done it. <laughs> like they're at Thanksgiving, like. Dad, can you believe what the this Wall Street Journal article is talking about? Can you believe? That's crazy, 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 man. Mm. But yeah, who would send those out?
2: Do not bring Vince McMahon back. That's the moral of the story. Leave Absolutely that old man not. at home. He's nasty as hell. That's where we're landing. He's a nasty, nasty man that needs to be in a retirement home. Leave him there. Don't let yeah. him come back. All the Morale's going to go to the shitter so fast if you bring this man nah, back.
4: Nah, man. Now I cannot unthink of Triple H being the, the guy that's leaking this. That is right. It's very, <laughs> very funny. I know. Uh,
5: honestly, I've had this scenario <laughs> playing out in my head
3: that uh, of uh, – <laughs> just sitting at home after losing nxt and basically just being given off that office job like nah fuck that guy that guy's gotten away with so much straight up he's gotten Mm -hmm. away with so (laughs) (laughs) much
5: he's gotten Uh, away with so much
2: he's gotten away with so much
4: (laughs) Nah.
3: Maybe he doesn't get to get away with it.
4: I had to drop a dime. I don't know. He fired
2: all
3: my guys. He fired all my NXT guys that I spent years working on. He Mm. fired Regal. He fired all my people.
4: No, I don't like that. Yeah, and he
3: just
2: he brought bringing his homie back. He gonna come back at the same day as Regal. They're gonna be back in WWE at the same time. Well, nah. putting a little WWE badge on the thing at the same time. This and Regal, mm-hmm. Woo. Hunter's gonna be pissed.
4: No, I don't like that. Might have to drop a dime. Mm-hmm. You know
3: yeah, <laughs> Air World Order says we might see The Rock versus James Gunn instead of The Rock versus Roman Reigns at Mania. Uh, i mean look th- th- there's a lot of dc stuff going down this week uh we now know that um uh patty um jenkins is out of um wonder woman and uh we know that, that the
2: rock was lying on
4: his books
3: uh but now we Man, know that cooking books <laughs> that-, <laughs> that henry cavill is out of superman
4: Mm-hmm. Uh man I feel bad for Henry man he was, he was happy about coming back and yeah, they closed but I, that I, door on him right away
3: I get where James Gunn is coming from of like I got to reboot this
4: universe. The shit
3: I would j- yeah. Like, I would
2: start from scratch. He, Henry yeah. Cavill has like a little something on him that people are gonna keep associating with it if they don't drop him. Yeah,
3: he, he, he
4: still got scratch. the Snyder snitch. On
3: yeah, him. it's okay. Right. Yeah, and, and uh, James uh, Gunn is like, look, I got an opportunity to reboot this whole thing mm-hmm. and make it what people have been asking for. Yeah, and so I'm gonna just do it, and right. it may take some starting over. Um, I hope he does yeah. keep some elements like. I think he could probably boot the universe he's looking for out of the Batman.
4: I mean, he's, he's going to keep elements that he like. Like, Peacemaker ain't going nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, it's his. Like, he's not he getting ain't, rid ain't of it. going nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I understand wanting to cast a younger Superman. is starting from scratch. Um, you, you were going to have a hard time doing that and trying to keep around the same cast. uh so I get it. I just think that, you know, giving this guy hope that he was gonna come back and he was super excited about it. Mm-hmm. And then he gets back and it's like, nah, we don't we don't really need you. It's like, dang. Um, but if we are, if that report is true and we will no longer get Momoa as Aquaman and we might get him as Lobo, do it come on man get this guy on a motorcycle with white paint and come on man he's he's the ultimate dude bro like he should be lobo Mm. problem is like aquaman 2 still hasn't dropped like
3: they still have all this content that they haven't put out yet and uh you know they still haven't dropped that flash movie that's going to be a disaster yeah when does aquaman 2 come out that movie comes out (laughs) i keep
4: forgetting that flash movie is coming um, yeah,
3: Aquaman two don't come out till next Christmas. We're still oh damn, we're still a year
4: off from that movie they filmed like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the idea of him making all these phone calls and like I don't know if you guys have seen American Gangster and like the the montage when uh, Russell Crowe's character is uh, arresting everybody over mm-hmm. Amazing Grace. I just keep thinking of amazing grace and all these people are getting the phone calls and the last person that he's waiting to call is uh, my man that's uh, <laughs> the lead actor, of Flash. Like, all right Ezra man, this is all I've been leading to you, man. You knew this time was coming. I'm oh, <laughs> fan. I don't know how he's still attached to that. It's crazy. It, wild man. The the fact that they're still going forward with this movie just tells you how much money they spent, and they're like, "Look, y'all are getting this Flash movie. We spent right. a lot of money. We did a lot of reshoots. Y'all are getting this movie. I don't care what he did in Hawaii. Y'all are getting this movie. Do not care. Hated eleven hundred <laughs> dogs on top. Nasty. Shit. But but we're not getting the Bat Girl movie that they filmed. No. But that's what I'm saying. Look, we can. We can we can throw that that two mil away, but this four mil we we paid for Flash Nah, no, no no bro,
2: this movie is happening bro. I would have sent that shit straight to Tubi.
3: Like that background movie is is, is the, they finished not it right? Too, like yeah. they they filmed it in full, and it's just never gonna see the light of day.
2: Imagine just having the footage and being like, nah, we're not gonna release the footage. Nah, we uh, we, we
5: put that. On. that. <laughs> Yo, <laughs>
4: Will, have you seen Tubi movies? <laughs> You've you never, seen, yo. You've never seen a two B movie. It you is an experience, go. bro. Not to go <laughs> watch movies. There's
2: some movies that are filmed with the iPhone eight. Like that's how they. feel. the
4: the, the cheapest movies <laughs> with the worst acting. It. I don't know oh, how God. these
5: movies. I'm hey, like I okay, okay. I take that back. I watched
4: i I'll tell you what.
3: I watched one because my friend was in it, and uh, hey. I'm not gonna say which one. But my friend is in, <laughs> in a two movie. Um, it's real bad. I watched mm-hmm. one. Yeah, and they're horrible. Uh, they're it, 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 it like the the framing, everything about it looks mm-hmm. cheap. Looks uh, real awesome. bad. Like but I yeah, they
2: just have a button button that you could just submit a movie, any movie that's <laughs> like submit a whole movie oh, right man. here. We'll take it. It's crazy out there.
3: Yeah, I, I'm picturing exactly the one. They'll make a movie
2: uh, out of anything.
3: Yes. Uh, let's see. CBD's nuts said, uh, "I feel like song two by Blur would give nostalgic vibes for Fight Forever." But yeah, yeah. like Kylie said, nothing Creed. Lmao. Um, Woohoo!
2: Yeah, nah, 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 <laughs> nah, that could work too. I like that.
3: Yeah. All right. Well, mm-hmm. I, I didn't know what song that was, but I—that's mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. That's one of those songs that I probably have heard a million times. Could I have know. never identified it. Uh, if you yeah, would ask
4: me. I, I lose that trivia question, buddy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Name that tune. In, uh, I, that tune's playing. I'm sitting there the whole time. like I
2: used to do a 90s mm-hmm. cover band thing in Bakersfield. So songs are, there's a lot that are just there in my brain. So. I
4: feel like every episode, we get something cool about Reg. <laughs> I've <It's laughs>
2: yeah, a lot. I I've like doing the, a lot.
4: Yeah, there, there's some prequel about all of our lives before Graffiti existed. <laughs> like how different everything was. Now it's just all podcasting all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
3: let's see. Tim Gordon asked, "Can name Triple I'm H book?" I
4: can't believe it.
3: Can Triple H book a SmackDown Women's Title match without doing a gauntlet or multi-person match?
4: No. Um, well, he's in a tough spot with SmackDown. He's he's doing the multi-women matches because he's trying to show everybody he has on the roster and give people shine because they don't have a big name there, and that's why I thought it was absurd absurd, sir, when I saw someone say that, no, the company hasn't had a problem since SmackDown, since Sasha left, fam, SmackDown has had had a definite problem since this woman left. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Yeah, um, and I mean, it's great that, you know, people like Liv and Shotzi and Raquel are getting a moment to shine, but I feel like that's why we keep getting all of these segments with a lot of women crammed in, because they're just throwing things at the wall and hoping something works. Um, and a lot of this stuff is not necessarily catching on, and that's kind of the problem. Well, like, it, it, it's like they're, because
3: they're also building up Raquel toward um, Rumble. Uh, toward Rhonda. but mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's a lot of stuff that's just, like, not over. It and is, and, and, right, and we're about it, to but... talk about one of them in a sec. Mm-hmm. Um, but, let's see, Ricardo says, uh, I'd, cry, uh, I'd use Crush em by Megadeth. Again, one I don't know, but um, I, don't I bet you I, I would that. recognize the tune. Mm-hmm. Van Blade says, we can't use DMX, the homophobia won't fly. Are you kidding me? You could use X-Gon, give it to you. There's a lot of tracks by DMX that
4: uh, would hit. No, I mean, yeah, you can. I mean, um, absolutely not uh, condoning homophobia, but there are a lot of X records yeah. that you could play that don't have homophobia in it. Mm-hmm.
3: And that, and all of these, are, we're literally just talking about the hook. And... Uh, uh, he said it doesn't fit the time period, but Jay Z run this town. Yeah, that's a, a even because th- that song came out oh nine, and so oh. that one not quite the time period. Uh let's see. Deontay says, my grap city fan, Wrestle Kingdom is soon upon. Uh I will be up and awake, Mercedes watch, stacked card, OC don't sleep on Tam Nakano. Much love, for y'all.
4: Sure, don't sleep on Tam. Um Yeah, Wrestle Kingdom is looking like it's gonna be amazing. Um super excited for it uh let's see malcolm brown says
3: party up dmx uh in the middle jimmy eat world good choices uh let's see actually party up is like the one that's probably really expensive but uh <laughs> has to be like i can just picture like that's all a white all people's
2: the... favorite dmx song
3: right and like i said uh <laughs> when you're seeing like all of the moves hidden and uh, while y'all go make me lose my mind, mm-hmm. As that's actually the one.
2: Yeah, I think that's pretty good. <laughs> Up in here, give X that money. Well, he's dead, give his family that money. Yeah. yeah, recipes, DMX.
3: Like I said, I bet that'd be an expensive one. Uh, Jake Salazar says, Y'all see New Day out here acting like Hulk Hogan Tuesday night, trying to make Brit sing the Pledge of Allegiance. I thought New Day was great on Tuesday night. Um, I did watch, uh, I watched a lot of NXT this week. I watched, uh, because I saw, um, Mandy Rose lose the NXT Women's Championship, and immediately I, we, I talked about it in our group chat. I was, mm-hmm. my my uh, alert went off of, you know, this doesn't. This seems very unlike them to have Roxanne just win it a couple days before at Deadline, and then all of a sudden do the title match. And I'm like, that doesn't feel like something that. They would do without reason. Mm. And then the next day, of course, Fightful Select broke the story that, uh, maybe there was it was reason. reason. Which, by the way, I'm gonna get in Fightful defense mode for a second. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yes. Uh, a lot of people out there don't like Fightful. I know that. I'm not stupid. I read all that shit. Uh, and don't, I get don't
4: tr- read it. Just, I get trolls in my mentions
3: it. all the time. I, I know that there are people who don't like Fightful. Um, Again, as far as personality is concerned, uh, different strokes, different folks. I get it. But the people who don't like Fightful, who do it in a way where they discredit Fightful's work, who say that Fightful isn't uh, Fightful's fake news, Fightful doesn't get reports right, Fightful gets stuff wrong, which like, there's literally no track record to um, uh, to back that up. People. Just when it's stuff they don't like, that's what they do. Um, Of course. And, like, if Fightful's gotten something wrong, we'll we'll usually make sure we address that. Uh, But for the most part, you know, I've never worked around anybody more diligent about um, making sure that A report is 100% more than than Sean. Like, it's just the fact, you know. Sean, I've watched Sean sit on information that he's gotten because he couldn't verify it. And it's like, in a way where it would set the internet on fire if we reported what we heard, but it's like, but we didn't hear it from enough people. And then it ended up being true, but it was like, but we didn't. there wasn't enough due diligence on it to to get it out there. A lot of stuff like that. There's a lot of times where we've been fed bullshit and uh, by WWE, by wrestlers, by guys, wrestlers in the locker room, by whoever, um, and sit on it. I said all this to say, I saw people this week who are very anti-fightful, who are very anti-Sean, anti-us, anti-whoever. Uh, talking about the release of Mandy Rose. Last I checked, that wasn't reported by anybody else. Um, last I checked, WWE didn't even put that information out. They don't report uh, their releases anymore. WWE doesn't report releases. Last I checked, that's a fightful story. That is a story that, if you've talked about that story, that is a story that came from Sean Rossap. That's it that there's no other ways around that. Um, and most people have given their credit to where that story came from. But like I said, WWE never reported that as far if you are the type of person that says nothing fightful ever says is true. Then as far as you're concerned, Mandy
4: Rose is still employed. Mm-hmm. Um, Boy, when I tell you, um, and not to jump, jump on board with you with Fightful Defense. Um, when I tell you this is a bad week for the anti-wrestling media crowd, oh boy, you guys are in the dirt. Um, all you guys <laughs> that were trashing Raj for the last few months, oh man, you're outta you of you, here. You, you gotta apologize <laughs> now because you, he's been right all along. Um, and so I feel like this happens quite a bit with people that are anti-media folks that are like, oh, these dirt sheet guys, they don't know anything. They just report anything. And you see it happen with Meltzer a lot. People just don't like Meltzer because they don't listen to uh, the observer. They don't read it. They just notice perception or reputation of who he is, and they don't like him based on that. And I think mm-hmm. Deshaun has reached this point. Anybody that's successful reaches a point where people know of you. And it's just like, "Ah, I just don't like the Sean guy. So Mm -hmm. all of the reports are false. And that's not based on anything. It's just I don't like them. And hey, you're welcome to not like anybody. I don't like quite a few people. But that doesn't mean you have to discredit their work. Right. And that's
3: what I'm saying. You don't have to like anybody. But don't discredit that that's that's exactly it. Because um, again, on the topic of releases, pretty sure every release Going back to 2021, because the last we released WWE reported was Bray Wyatt back in 2021. All those releases, those NXT releases, um, I found out about Swear's release from Sean. Um, mm-hmm. Like, as far as uh, all of those releases are concerned, um, that has all been reported by Fightful. Like, that—that's that's information listen. that Fightful gets. Yeah,
4: listen, the guy reported the biggest news story in wrestling of the last three years. He broke, <laughs> he broke that story. He broke CM Punk's on, return. And, and I see our chat going crazy on Raj. Look, I don't agree with everything Raj says, of course, but that's besides the point. He was right about the Sasha thing, and he deserves the credit for that. I'm not saying you got to like the guy or, or agree with everything he says, but when someone is right, it's okay to just compartmentalize these things.
3: Now, as far as Mandy's concerned, who? uh this is a very 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 touchy subject it's a very interesting subject um i will start by saying no i don't agree with releasing her at all um and i'm gonna put that out there right off the bat that uh because i don't want anybody under the impression that i believe that she should have been cut for any reason um related to the content she had put out um I did laugh a lot yesterday uh, at the idea uh again, I like to play out scenarios in my head and uh you know Meltzer reported yesterday in The Observer that it was Matt Bloom who brought it to Shawn Michaels' attention and I swear this is how I saw that playing out I uh, of <laughs> Matt Bloom just like on his phone like and then Shawn Michaels comes up behind him like, hey, what's that and like?"
4: <laughs> oh, Sean, you have to see this. this.
1: Yeah, I was just about
4: to show you. I was, I was about just about to show you. This. I was I was just on my way.
5: Oh man. That's
2: I was
3: just about to show you.
5: What are we gonna do the... about this, HBK? Yeah. We gotta do
2: something about this. <laughs> we gotta get this filth off the internet.
3: Yes,
5: and we
2: I'll have to get phone.
3: it off the internet, Sean's I'll like, be yes, right ab- back with my ab- phone yeah. go to the
2: bathroom real quick.
3: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Just, in order for Sean's them like, to yes, find absolutely. out. Absolutely, we have to do something about this. Matt, I want you to send me all of it. Every single thing. <laughs> <laughs> all of it. Send it all to me right now. <laughs>
2: Every picture. I need all the details Yeah, in now, order for them to find day. out,
3: somebody had to be subscribed to this thing,
5: right? Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, well, no, because it all leaked on Twitter on Monday, oh, and that was right, yeah. that was it more than anything else, is that it was all over Twitter Monday. Because she apparently se- had
2: this thing for a, a couple months up, right?
3: Right. And it was... Um, uh, I mean, no, it, it was... The, the the way the scenario played out was, was extremely whack. I don't know if you guys have mm-hmm. seen the screenshot of the DM um, that Mandy had sent. I'm not going to post that, because uh, it's just... Oh, um, are you talking to-
4: about the, the tweet that led to some of the leaks and... Yeah and the then DM to them. Yeah that was that was super corny to me. Yeah super know,
3: corny. Yeah, you shouldn't have posted that screenshot. But Mandy was trying to get the links taken was, down. Uh,
4: to, to quote our, to quote friend of the show, it was, uh, it was cloudy. It was mm-hmm. ex- ex- exceptionally cloudy. Yeah. <laughs>
5: yes.
3: Um and yeah, you know, Mandy had tried to get it taken down uh and like don't post like if a wrestler comes to you like and is I thought she was very kind in that message. It seemed like of like yeah, I, yeah. Please, please that, take was, this that was whack. I, yeah, I don't don't, like... don't screenshot that and be like, look what she's trying to do. Um,
4: look who's that, in that, my DMs, guys. Super clout chaser energy. I I don't like
3: that. Yeah, I didn't like wow. that at all. Uh, and regardless, uh, this information being out there led to the release of Mandy Rose. Um, the and after a. Very, very long title reign. I called this on Day After Dynamite this week. I said it was one of the most important title reigns NXT's ever had. And the reason I say that is because, granted, while they've had longer reigns, Asuka had a longer reign, Adam Cole had a really long reign, um, and you also had Shayna Baszler, whatnot. This was the only one that had the entire run play out on TV. Right. Everything else WWE Network era. Um, and granted, while that stuff we liked more at the end of the day, that was stuff that was watched less. And so, uh, thinking about how this was one that took place entirely on network TV for a year and they ended it and then released her and, you know, she tweeted content still up sites still up. Thanks for the she support. tweeted that,
4: or was that on her fan site?
3: Oh, yeah, she put that on the site, that's right. But she's like, yeah, site's not was going anywhere. I say, whoa, she tweeted that? <laughs> no, nah, was, she was just like, site's still here. Uh, oh, that, job, she put, job, that was her my finish. Yeah, she's like, site's still here. Uh, thank you for the support. Uh, and I hate this for a couple of reasons. One, here we are, five days removed from her losing the title. Nobody's talking about Roxanne anymore.
4: Mm. Unfortunate.
3: That was she's she's amazing, and and she had pretty much. Yeah, and she had it pretty much till the next morning that people got to talk about Roxanne winning the title, and you know there were people saying, "Hey, she started the year as Ring of Honor champion and ended it as NXT champion. That's really cool, and um, you know, for as young as she is, that's that's a lot of growth, Uh, but." the moment's now been overshadowed because now Mandy's no longer the bad guy in the scenario, in the, uh, scenario of like, she's, she doesn't get to be the heel anymore. Now she's kind of the victim of what took place. And mm-hmm. so as a result of that, uh, the narrative around her losing the title has changed and I hope they can, can swing it back around to more of a congratulatory feeling toward, uh, Roxanne and less of a look what happened to Mandy.
2: Right. Like, hopefully, the crowd, like, when Roxanne gets her celebratory promo moment, that the crowd doesn't hijack on some, like, Mandy Rose chant shit. You know how
4: crowds could be. Uh, and you know how I, people are. So, I, I'm not sure if that'll happen. I think
3: Roxanne. Uh, will well, do that. I, the good news is, pretty sure they taped it next already, right? Like, they've taped oh, it. Oh, they, they, they did. They taped it through the year. So, right. at the very least, uh, that was. They can edit that shit out. <laughs> so, yeah. even if anything along those lines happened, whatever we've. But yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure they've taped an XT. And shout out to Roxanne. Professors.
2: She really is tremendous. Like she did do the ROH thing and an XT thing. She's had an amazing year. This moment she's deserved this big moment for a long time. And I hate that it's overshadowed by this Mandy shit. Cause she didn't deserve that. She's just an innocent bystander being a Really good professional. She was gonna wrestler.
3: be. I think she was gonna beat Mandy no matter what. I think totally. that. Yeah. Like that was my prediction when we talked over the card last week. That I was mm-hmm. like, well, um, it. You know, I said I think it's Roxanne if they're ready to take the title off of Mandy, right? Because uh, that's also why uh, I was like, you know, I as far as the men's match was concerned, I said that it's. Uh, I was like, my pick would be Carmelo, only if it's time to take the belt off of Braun. And I don't mm-hmm. think it is. So they ended up going with Waller, which means it's still not time to take the belt off of Braun. Uh, yeah. What did you
4: think of that Iron Survivor stipulation, by the way? Did you watch uh, Did you watch all of it?
3: I, I went back and finally watched it this week. Um, I liked the men's match a lot. I thought that was um, yeah. very well put together. It's one of those matches. like I called it convoluted last week. And part of why I said it was convoluted is because... Um, in a real-life scenario, how would any of that work? But, of course, the good news is it's scripted pro wrestling. You just make it work. Um, and right. So uh, yeah, that's it- luckily what they did here. And I thought it was a good match. Uh, but uh, the women's, I liked too. I didn't like it as much. I think the men's match was much stronger.
4: Yeah, I think the men's match worked better because it was more fast-paced and there was more stuff um, to cling on to. Like, all of the stuff in the penalty box with Axiom and, and JD and some of the rest of the stuff with the match, I thought it was just a, a better constructed match. Mm-hmm. Um, but I agree, the stipulation's a little convoluted. But, I mean, it's it's interesting. I think they can work around it and make it an NXT staple um eventually it's, it's yeah the well first especially time since
3: they lost they, they sean talked about this on the the media call he said that you know i don't have war games anymore so i gotta uh yeah. since undertook that so had to have something to kind of replace it uh and i guess this is the new thing that replaces war games
4: yeah and so yeah in that vein it works um i did think that carmelo should have won but um if they're not ready to take the title off of him off of brian then this makes sense. Um, yeah, I
2: don't think yeah. your boy Grayson's gonna get the big W against uh, Braun. No,
4: yeah. I don't.
3: Hmm. I think that, like, honestly, I would do Carmelo WrestleMania weekend um, at yeah, uh, stand and deliver. That and makes sh- the most he sense he to win. me. Yeah, uh, yeah, and he I should think win. He should win. So I think, um, uh, and that's why I was saying, it's like, look, if it's time to take the belt off of Mandy, Roxanne was it, and Roxanne did get it, and sure enough, but I think they probably would have waited till. Um, vengeance day to yeah. to do that one um do it in front of an arena uh yeah or at least than,
4: uh the the new year special something yeah no, no. I,
3: I i think they would have because like honestly that's where you're going to get moments is doing it in a in an actual crowd and not in a sound stage with like 200 people and a audience coordinator going mm-hmm. um <laughs> off camera <laughs> yeah
4: uh not, not to turn this into an nxt deadline review but um As someone that did not like the New Day stuff going into this, and it felt very much tacked on to this pay-per-view, and I'm not um, walking that back at all. I still don't like it. I still think it feels tacked on and lazy. Um, I thought that match was very good. Match was so good. I watched that live. That was very, very good. The match was very good. The moment was good for them. And, you know, I'm never going to, you know, not support the guys. I thought that was great for them. I think it's good that they have another accolade, but I still have no interest in watching them on NXT. Sorry, okay. um, but it, it's great for them. They're I, I'm glad that they're at least getting something to do. I just wish it was on the main roster. Um, this Mandy stuff is very interesting to me because as I alluded to on Twitter, is that um, you have uh, capitalized on this woman's secu- sexuality for the entire time that she's being, been on NXT, that the entire rebrand with this woman has been built around the way she looks. Um, and even before that, that was the character i mean you can go back to that naomi storyline you could go back to even some of the stuff with sonya that was part of the character it's always been i mean
3: the whole point of her with uh otis was that look at this girl who's
4: completely out of
3: his league
2: how many times have we seen mandy rose in a hot tub on tv
4: yeah or you know (laughs) uh, or or them putting on their website like look at her instagram posts, look how Mm -hmm. look at like these are the hottest instagram posts of the week and all this other stuff and so you know for you as a company to do that and then you know come down at her on her for selling content based on her sexuality it looks away it looks crazy and it kind of bothers me um and that's not to say that they are in the wrong for firing her i don't think they should have fired her but if she's in breach of her contract they they have every right to fire her i just think that optic looks kind of crazy um and i just don't agree with that um i also don't agree with her not being able to make content um on a third party on her own it's not like she was promoting this stuff anywhere in character it's not like this was any part of like her main timeline or anything um it just I don't. I don't necessarily agree with it. But with that said, I understand why they may have felt like their hands were tied and they had to do something about this. Um, I just don't agree with it. Um, I think that it's very, very interesting.
3: Uh, I'm, sorry, I'm still laughing about the idea of Matt Bloom.
4: Sean <laughs> 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 Michaels pulling up on the back of Matt Bloom. Yeah. yeah so, so like, uh, man, uh, man, I think it's very interesting that both of the biggest stories in wrestling this week, at the heart of it. Is women's pay, and mm-hmm. I think that the interesting thing here is with the pay gap. Here is, uh, I think that Mandy, I, you have a hard time arguing anybody else with the face of that brand. Mandy was the face of the brand. I didn't, I didn't like the toxic attraction stuff. I'm not a big fan of NXT 2.0. But it would be pretty hard to deny that she wasn't the face of the brand. Um, Her Intoxic Attraction held all the titles like Undisputed Era did. Um, Most of the commercials coming out of it was built around Mandy. Um, Mm -hmm. That was essentially her show. Um, And so real as it gets. And so for her to be essentially the face of that brand, I wonder how much she was getting paid. And I am not pocket watching here, but I would bet, and I think it is a pretty safe bet, um, that she was paid less than a lot of men on that brand. Um, And so when you're getting into a situation where she's now making exclusive content, and I don't know this for a fact, but I know what other women are making off their content. um, And if she's possibly making six figures doing that content and you're coming to her and saying, oh, can you take that down? I'd be looking around like, no. Nah. Um, Because I'm not getting paid that here I'm getting paid that there, so nah. And we've seen that play out with somebody like Selena where Selena knew what she was getting paid on, on her OnlyFans stuff and she wasn't doing explicit content, so I don't wanna compare it, but she knows what she was getting paid doing that. And she looked around and was like, nah, <laughs> I'm making good money doing that, so no. Um, and so I get it. Um, and again, I don't wanna make this into, uh, you know, the man is always wrong, but if I have a side hustle going, cause there are plenty of people that work, for example, I know people that are like a CPA, right? And if you're a CPA and you work for a company, you usually sign a deal where you can only do, you know, financial advisory and financial services through your company. But I know quite a few people that still do taxes on the side as a side hustle to make money. Um, Is that technically wrong? Yes. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So I think Mandy knew what she was getting into. I think she knows that it's, not in her contract to be able to do with that but fam i'm making bread mm-hmm. and so is it technically wrong yes but do i agree agree that people are like oh this is so horrible you know she had a contract how dare she do that like that's just not realistic real people don't live in that world real people make make bread and they're trying to survive so i get it um but it's just a messed up situation because, you know, this just doesn't affect Mandy. Like you guys said with Roxanne, it affects her because now, you know, this you've got this thing lingering over her title win. It affects Gigi and JC because mm-hmm. now it's like, what are they going to do going forward? Yeah, they can still be a tag team, but their act was built around being uh, Mandy's sidekicks. And so, you know, not to d- diminish what they were as tag champions, but that's what it was. And so what do you do with them moving forward? Do you just call them up as a tag team? What's next for them? Um, And I just think the fact that we have to question that is just unfortunate. Um, For as much as she did for herself, again, whether you like Mandy as a character or not, um, she was a success on NXT. And I feel like it's kind of a shame that she built up all of this goodwill for a year and she's not getting to take that to the main roster and have a big moment. Um, Because that should have been what this is building to. That's the point of developmental. and so. To tell this woman, all right, well, come here and, you know, humble yourself and be on developmental, you know, to work out. And it did work out. And then she doesn't get the fruits of her labor. It's it's messed up. Um,
3: I mean, so that begs the question, of course, the the million dollar question that everybody's been asking. Um, you know, Tommy Dreamer already answered it. Uh, he was like, look, if she wants to, she can come to
4: to Impact. Um, and... Right. <laughs> I, I, but she would fit on Impact. She would fit very well on Impact, honestly, because they've done characters like her on Impact. Like, she fits the style of Impact wrestling a lot.
2: It's hard yeah. to. We're talking about this is all based around money and then Impact money. I'm making money what, and then what why impact the fuck can I go and make her? Impact?
4: Is Impact going to tell her to take her site down though?
2: According to but, reports, yes, they are. Reports okay. that I read that they said they don't want any explicit content. Also, which I think is fucking a scam,
3: but. Well, uh, the, and then um and then of course there there's always Tony and uh hey Tony the...
2: Honestly <laughs> though it sounds like she's making a lot more money to not get fucking body slammed that's what people mm-hmm. are forgetting about yeah. like she might just be like fuck this shit I'm going to
3: well do and, this over and here. the, not the, the way not get slammed the way I saw it from Tony's pers- perspective of like would you sign her or not and I look at it kind of the same way you look at Adam Cole as a I mean, look, this was probably the most important champion you've had in the same way that Adam Cole was um, on your TV run of NXT. And you're kind of just like gift wrapping her to us. So, like, in the sense of, you know, I said on Day After Dynamite that um, Mandy Rose... She came in, and the company was clearly behind her. Uh, from the time she was on screen, um, mm-hmm. she had the the blurry camera entrance thing, and uh, you always had Corey. <laughs> yeah, you had Corey Graves going nuts on her on commentary, it, and like and they, that's
4: another thing, fam. You had Cole sexualizing the hell out of this woman on TV,
5: like it's
3: like wild. so. <laughs> so it went on for a while, right? And then she went to to NXT. There's rumors that it was because she didn't want to go on the road because of uh whatever. But regardless, she went to NXT and um she got to work on things. Um she got to work on her character. She got to work in ring. Um and you know whether or not you liked her in ring is, is another thing, but you can't really deny that she's better now than she was uh Yeah when she's she went absolutely improved. Most definitely. Right. And so if you're looking at it from Tony's perspective, you would look at that as Well, shit. The developmental part of it's done. Like they uh, developed her. They developed her already. Mm -hmm. The developmental part is has been done. Like uh, if we wanted somebody else on the roster that offers something that kind of none of the other that's unique um, to who she is and to her character, and she already just went through the developmental process. Sure, why not? Uh, And she was champion for a year, so like. She just got to work on carrying herself, all of
4: that shit. Yeah. Because um, th- that's the interesting thing about this. Because I, I know people are going to go, well, does it matter if she was the face of a brand if not that many people watched it? And it's like the the lesser of the three WWE shows. I think it does. It because- still matters she still went out on top she's she didn't really have the chance to go back after being champion and have them book her as less than she went out as champion and right. went out as the third longest reigning women's champion for that brand that matters um a lot of women that come in AEW from the indies they don't have that kind of success mm-hmm. coming in and so to bring in somebody with that kind of name and recognition, I do think it matters. Um, with the TV presence, she's been yeah. on you know, TV, like, yeah, yeah she, she, she
3: offers she, a lot. And she's and she's somebody you could bring in as a heel, which is something right. that um, uh, yes. you, you've kind of struggled to bring in, right? Because mm-hmm. everybody comes in with some notoriety behind them and some excitement of like, oh, shit, we, we're seeing this person here. But, like, I think a lot of the AEW audience would be like, oh, Mandy mm-hmm. Rose uh boo
4: and i am i am going to if i fantasy book this as a heel you got soraya standing in the ring because they've had they had history because of absolution and she just comes in and he goes you know what i never needed you you went to nxt and you were the name of nxt you were like a pioneer with nxt i went there and i did more than you did in a year Mm. and all this other stuff she can she that she can rightfully brag on and i'm not saying that to dump on soraya but if you had a heel character that can come in and, you know, do something unique. She has built built in a She has a built in few with Soraya there. She has a built in few with Athena. She has built in feuds with a number of people there that could work. If, if, if you're looking at somebody that could come in, even with Brit and go, yeah, I was on the other chain, but I was the champion of that brand. Mm-hmm. That was my show. AEW was never your show.
2: Right.
3: It works. Mm. It works. Um, Derek Gordon said, "NXT winning the t- uh, or, sorry New Day winning the NXT Tactiles feels like Dolph winning the NXT title to me. Um, it's a little bit better, uh, it, I it, think.
4: It it does kind of feel that way, but I just don't want
3: to. I mean, only on because New Day is better than Dolph Ziggler in like every <laughs> yeah, way. I just, um, but the, yeah. and I I I once gave Dolph Ziggler Wrestler of the Year like in 2010. You um, was wild." I th- <laughs> 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 no i thought in 2010 that man was on fire and they knew that too because like coming out of 2010 they were straight up like all right january 2010 he faced edge at the royal rumble in 2010 at 2011 they were like okay that man had such a great 2010 2011 and then somehow at the beginning of 2011 they're like uh never mind and uh, yeah. he went so up and down but like 2010 Dolph Ziggler i thought those matches he had with, of course, uh Daniel Bryan. Um, but like was was dope shit. And
2: <laughs> now Dolph's good. I'm I'm trolling.
3: No. Yeah. I mean, no, no like, D- Dolph is good. Yeah. Dolph's just stale. That's yeah, the I issue said, with Dolph. Yeah, he, he stayed can, too long. If That's he my... went
2: somewhere else, I'd think he was so good. Like if he had a run in some random yeah. indie or I've Japan, always said I he
3: think I think he should have done what Cody did. I think he should have quit in 2016. 2016 is the year that uh, Dolph Ziggler should have walked away from WWE because he was at a point of like, people are like, okay, like should or get off the pot. Like you clearly have the potential to be that guy, but, uh, it's not happening. And if I were him, I would have done exactly what Cody did, which is leave, go to ring of honor, go to new Japan get some buzz around myself and one of two things would have happened um by the time it was time for AEW to launch either they would have signed him immediately or he would have been brought back like drew mcintyre to Mm -hmm. nxt by like if he left in 2016 by 2018 they would have re-signed him and given him he would have been
2: beloved right
3: because he would have suddenly had more behind him to show for himself. In a way, like Drew McIntyre did. Drew McIntyre was handpicked by Vince McMahon, right? And it was like, okay, it didn't quite work out. He's a three-man band. He left, went did the indies, went and did Impact. Um, you know, that WrestleMania weekend in Orlando, he was just showing out. And Drew McIntyre is a big dude, too. So he was, like, big. bigger than everybody in the he indies was. he was standing with. Uh, and then he signed back. But when he signed back, this was a guy that people were like, NXT was able to bring him in as, this is world-renowned Drew McIntyre. Right. This is not three-man band Drew McIntyre. Mm-hmm. Ziggler yeah. should have. And yeah. he he missed the boat on that. Rob says, I think Carmelo Hayes versus Braun at Stand and Deliver.
4: Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, um, and, and I should say, I, I think Mandy's going to be fine. I think she's going to land I on her feet. Um, I think, if anything, her run with NXT proved that she's a professional. Because, I mean, no matter what you want to say, she didn't go out and booby boo face this match she went out there and Ooh. lost like professional and she hasn't been on twitter put you know putting her business out there i think she's handling things well
3: yeah agreed, agreed. all right speaking of women and their worth we got to talk about the big one So this story came out of the Wrestling Observer this week. It's a big story, and I feel like people only Mm. kind of cherry-picked out pieces of it. So um, if you get a chance, read the entirety of the story. Um, The big piece that's come out of it is that it's pretty much confirmed that Sasha's been done with WWE for months. Um, The question of uh, why she's still listed on the roster is kind of a simple one, which is that um, they came to an agreement as far as – it's basically what raj talked about that there was an agreement that she has separated from the company um but that she remains under contract till january 1st that's been rumored kind of the whole time Mm -hmm. um the only question was could they make up um that as far as we're concerned it was always said that she wasn't around anymore she's been gone and wwe has kind of made that clear they removed her from the opening signature of the show uh, they removed her from the NXT level up intro where uh, it would always show wrestlers who started out NXT and are now on the main roster. Um, they removed Sasha from that. Uh, they removed her from all graphics, all of that stuff. And so the only question was, was she negotiating to come back? Because as far as separation is concerned, January 1st, she's out. um she is i don't know if it's january 1st but it's at least january Mm -hmm. um that she can do what she wants to do uh and you know we saw her on the the bailey stream this week she was talking a lot about that she seems very excited um she was uh what's the word that people like to use for that glowing she Mm -hmm. was she was glowing um and she seems she looks great she looks amazing she looks, she look right, happy. But, she looks all yeah different. she looks like somebody who's like just ready to move on to the next step of her her life i know mm-hmm. i saw somebody say well if she wasn't returning
2: this is the story of the one as head of maintenance at a concert hall he knows the show must always go on that's why he works behind the scenes ensuring every light is working the hvac is humming and his facility shines with Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.
6: What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify?
3: other way around guys um this entire bailey thing breaks all sorts of kayfabe Uh, (laughs) like all all around as far as we're concerned on screen these aren't supposed to be friends bailey and sasha broke up on tv a year and a did some change ago two years ago almost um but you know for all the talk of where sasha was supposed to come back where people thought she'd come back it was all on uh, opposing bailey so to me i'm like this tells me that they're willing to just like, nah, we're we're friends. friends. We're best friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as far as we're concerned, we're always going to be joined at the hip. We're always going to be two people you see together because that's our friendship. Sorry. Uh, yeah. But um, the talk, of course.
4: Yeah, I thought it was very interesting Mm -hmm. on that IG live if you watched it and people that are like, oh, well, you know, why would she do that IG live if she going back on the same IG live where Bailey admitted that she's rooting for Ricky starts in the, in the title match and mm. CM Punk jumped in the chat and all these other things. No, this was not a WWE event. It just happened to be that most of her friends are WWE wrestlers.
3: Mm-hmm. Yes. So Sasha, uh, one of the pieces that came out of that observer story that kind of took over the headlines yesterday was that, uh, wwe and sasha could not come to new terms on pay and that uh they don't see her value as high as becky lynch or charlotte that basically created conversation on both sides a lot of people um, saying well sasha's not worth it uh for a number of reasons the big one being that she's already proven untrustworthy. She's walked out on the company twice. So why would you trust her when Charlotte and Becky have um, already proven their worth to the company? Why would you
2: put that person in a WrestleMania main event? Why would you bring that person back to wrestle Kevin Owens this year? Why Why would anybody that's walked out of the company be rewarded for that? I don't know. I've never seen that before from Stone Cold Steve Austin and from Brock Lesnar and from all these other wrestlers. I don't know. I don't know. Seems a little. Brock Lesnar walked out at
3: the height of his career. By the way, Lesnar Bro, walked Lesner.
2: out. He said, "I'm going to play football. I'm out. I'm gone. I don't care." And I don't
3: then care he about came the back plans. and got about nothing. And he came back and got a bigger bag than he's ever gotten in came his back career. He became
2: the number one guy. It's <laughs> his number one guy. Let him beat everybody. Walked
3: yeah, he out. Of he He, ended, he came it. back and ended the streak. Yeah. Don't talk to me about people's track records. On, talk man. to me about what they bring to the table.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah. He's he's done that twice and come come back and been rewarded. Like it so, doesn't.
2: That that's not a thing. This is, yeah. and the, the the thing about Sasha, the, she didn't even want. She wasn't like, give me the same money as Roman Reigns. Give me the same money as the highest. But she's like, just give me the same money as these people that I've came up with. We came in at the same time. Not, not just done people all that I've same come,
4: Things like what? Yeah, not just people that I've come up with. People that have done things that are, you know, comparable to things that I've done. If right. If let's just say for example, if the measuring stick is all right, well they've. Main event at WrestleMania, so that's what they're getting paid. I've main event at WrestleMania too. <laughs> so um I don't know. I again when we get into this this pay gap and I of course don't want to turn this into a wrestling is behind in the world because the pay gap conversation is a conversation in every industry when it comes right. to women. Yep. Um mm-hmm. but it's especially a thing to me that is interesting in wrestling because hey, we get on this podcast and talk about wrestling. We don't get on here and talk about I don't know, music or whatever else. I mean, we do, but this is a wrestling podcast. (laughs) I know, we're talking
3: about doing a a music look back podcast.
4: Yeah, so so, um, I think that, like I said, with the pay cap thing, and I think it's interesting that now you have more women that have autonomy outside of what the company wants to do. And I think that's what's so interesting about the conversation about how much they sexualize Mandy. And we did have situations, you know, in the Divas era where, you know, that was the mandate that you have to be this aesthetic. Um, And now, you know, women being able to control their brand, I think is a good thing. I think it's a good thing uh, for the women. And I think it's a good thing for wrestling in general. Um, And I feel like Sasha being able now to control her brand And do what she wants is a good thing as well and i don't see anything wrong with people with her deciding like nah this is my worth and this is what i'm getting paid this is what they're getting paid so if you want me to come back this is what i want if you're not willing to give me that then i'm out and that's not a that's not a you know trying to trash the company that's business that is this is what my value is this is what i feel like i bring to the table pay me if you're not going to pay me then see it that's the that's the conversation anybody's going to have that kind of same conversation and totally
2: and, if you're telling me that I'm not you don't think I'm worth what these other two women are why am I going to come back so, when I know that you're not ever going to put me
4: over the top of these people why so, would I ever agree to it, this even if we want to get into the conversation and about what those two women are worth i don't want to diminish what who those two no. women are and what they bring to the table mm-hmm. um, becky i believe is the most is the highest paid women's the country. they deserve
2: that money and she
4: yeah. she's, she's earned that um because she renegotiated her contract after she had the biggest run of her career um so yeah she's earned that um but at the same time i have a hard time seeing how if anybody believes well we're not going to push you as a main eventer again so we believe your value is this um, If we're looking at just her saying that I want to be paid, let's just say it's a million, well over a million, because if I'm guessing, I don't think she makes a million right now, mm-hmm. which is insane because I Crazy. think somebody like Gender Mahal makes a million. And if we're going right. to we're going to have a conversation about who has made more money for that company. I'm pretty certain that Sasha's made more comp- money for their company than than Gender Mahal. Not yeah, a knock against gender, gender, but, Mahal. This, nah. but that's just knock, the truth of the matter.
3: You can knock Gender because that guy. Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to get into that.
4: <laughs> I just want to stay on the facts of the matter. That yeah. you know, if we're looking at, at who was a draw, but, uh,
3: hey, he's a master negotiator. I'll give him that. Yeah, that it and, is.
5: And,
4: and, get and, your you bag. Know, yeah, absolutely. So if we're looking at though who was a draw when Roman was not there, it was Sasha. Right. I, and the numbers are there to back that up. I'm not just saying that; it's there. Um, mm-hmm. When you're looking at who was the mainstream draw, who was doing all of the outside outlets after WrestleMania this year, it was Sasha. Mm-hmm. Um, who I feel like, if you're looking at who has one of the bigger names in that company, who, if you mention their name to somebody that doesn't watch wrestling, most people know Sasha. Mm-hmm. And so she's in the Mandalorian. Everybody watched that shit. Exactly. Like, I don't want to get anecdotal, but my dad does not watch wrestling. He knows who Sasha Banks is. Right. So I, I I think when you have that kind of value to the company, you bring this thing to the table. Even if you're not going to make me champion again, even if I'm not headlining WrestleMania again. No, I'm going other places and doing other things. I'm making this there. Pay me. If you're not going to pay me, I'm going to go somewhere else and they're going to pay me. And if you think that I want, I'm going to show you. That's all this is. That's it. And, and so I don't understand how as a fan you can be angry at that because you should be happy for her. Not just getting what she wants, getting to do something like, you know, follow her dream and wrestle in Japan, not just getting to follow her dream and wrestling in Japan, getting to wrestle in Japan at the best time for a woman to wrestle in Japan. Amazing um, time. Yeah. And so, no, you should be happy for her following her dreams and you should be even more happy for her to not just take what they're willing to give her and saying, no, I deserve more. And if you're not going to give me that, I'm going to find somebody who will. And the worst wrong with that.
2: the worst narrative of the week is, we don't need Sasha. We have Bianca. I, I We don't need a black woman. We have a black woman. I are hate you, I that wanna, take. I want to strangle
4: Sasha. I don't, I don't want to get into the comparison things, because that's dumb. They're two different. How, like, just
2: because they're black women, that's the only reason that these folks are
4: comparing. It, it's, it's a dumb comparison. But even if we want to get into, we don't need Sasha Banks fam. She has the most influential women's match of the last decade, not just oh, with no. your company, in any company. In any company. company. Yeah. In any company. Mm-hmm. Um, her, her versus Bailey at TakeOver Brooklyn changed the face of women's wrestling. Yeah. Um, I said it on this There's podcast. There's some
2: women wrestling in WWE right now that were inspired by that match. Exactly. Roxanne, I, you know what I mean? She's your NXT champion. She's inspired by this match. Yes, you know what I mean?
4: ma'am. Like, I said it on this podcast. I don't think some of the stuff with stardom and new Japan that's happening right now would be happening if it wasn't for that match. Mm-hmm. Um, that match changed everything. So no, I don't, I don't get this whole, we don't need her. And I, even when people are going like, well, she's not a main eventer anymore. She's not this anymore. Um, does she still bring in that money? Hey, let me ask you a question. Um, if you don't think Austin is main eventing a show again and you're just bringing in Austin per appearance, you still got to pay him, right? You still got to show him the money. He ain't showing up for peanuts, bro. No, no because way. Because my value is this. Don't ask me to come back and be like, nah, well, you know, we're not going to push you. We're not going to push you past what you think you are anymore. So we don't have to pay you. No, yes, you do. <laughs> if
3: Brock's you're not, paying, not having enough- I'm not Brock- showing up. Brock's not having another match with Roman but you're not paying Brock any less Yeah, exactly main event.
4: <laughs> this too. whole idea that we, mm-hmm. this is the ceiling for you now we're not gonna we've decided like this is where we're at with you creatively but I mean even talking about that this might be the peak of her as the wrestling is nuts like, it's like this is the woman that will go to Mexico for a month and train like you don't mm-hmm. have a lot of women on your roster that will do that like that just shows how different she is and this woman is 30 years old like right. it's not like she's washed
5: mm-hmm.
3: look I am ready to see mercedes cook i am ready for everything that she's about to offer and like guys it's december 17th january is it's right gross, around man. the corner <laughs> and we are so close oh, to
5: shit.
3: <laughs> to everything um again Actually, per-
2: weeks away
3: <laughs> percentage watch i'm like high 70s on uh whether or not she is the partner in los angeles and then uh, they, he
2: kind of said a little in the observer that she was going to be at Wrestle Kingdom pretty much.
4: That was kind of like he pretty much he pretty much, in yeah, he pretty pretty much, much it. it, But yeah. I mean, this is what I'm saying like, so, yo. I
3: I think she's going <laughs> to hop on that ride back with uh Kenny. <laughs> like <laughs> that's just crazy. Be, be at the Dynamite the next oh week at the Kia Forum. That's
4: Yeah, and look, I've seen people negatively say, like, she's just doing what Cody did. She's leaving and she's probably going to come back. Look, I have no preconceived notions of that. She probably will come back. If I had to guess, I bet Mandy will be back. But that doesn't mean that they're wrong for knowing their value. And because Cody was not wrong for knowing his value. Are people missing that fact? He was right. He was proven right. And he came back. And you know what they had to do? They had to pay him and give him everything he wanted.
2: Bags. Did y'all see what Booker (laughs) T said about Mandy? Yes. Yes. Like what are you talking I about, didn't.
4: dude? I don't think
3: I need What to it.
2: are you but, talking about? <laughs> but yeah, I'm he just... said
3: I don't he said well for his defense was it, it's a corporate thing. <laughs> and then uh and then he was talking about how um he don't think no other promotions should sign her. Yeah uh, but, as far what? as Mandy Rose is concerned. <laughs>
5: are you you you
3: rooting for people to fail like i don't don't
2: understand he's like no one should capitalize on her right now i'm not like, what are you what dude what
4: yo we've had this conversation with booker before i love booker as a wrestler i i love everything he means to wrestling as a black man but some of them takes bro i just can't i can't i actually just
2: watched his first wcw title win last night and it was awesome. Like, people started raising the roof at the end. Like, it was My cool, God, right? raising
3: <laughs> the roof back then.
2: Yeah, it was lit. Raising, was raising the roof.
3: Wrestling got to raising the roof like three years after that was a totally. thing that black people were doing. It was
2: no rap by We were not yeah, raising the roof uh, anymore. In 2000, dude, we are not raising the roof in 2000. I uh, know. Wait,
3: when did, when did the song come out? Uh, raise the roof.
2: Come, come on, on, let's raise the roof. Raise the roof. Yeah. <laughs> That had to be
3: '97. So, yeah, Uncle Luke raised the roof, was yeah, '97. You're right, saying, so yeah. and, and uh, that that's exactly what I mean. That the song, and the, this we, was people July were done in
2: 2000, yeah, like they're doing it three years I, later. I, I had that.
3: Oh, I forgot with, Stuart Scott was in the video. Rest in peace, uh, Stuart Scott. Okay. I just pulled up the video, and yeah, mm-hmm. Stuart Scott was in.
4: Yeah, I, I had this moment with uh. Cause the All- they were at Allstate this weekend. Somebody was like, "There, Rosemont Horizon." So I was like, "Fam, it hasn't been Rosemont Horizon since '99." <laughs> That's a long time. <laughs> it's, it's Allstate Arena, man. Like, it, it's done. I, I know we try to hold on to some of these things, but it's over, man. It's Summer been, it's been
2: almost thirty years. SummerSlam '94. SummerSlam '94. forever, man. Rosemont. Yeah. Wait, no, no,
3: no, wait. SummerSlam '94. That was United Center. Oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. That was. Yeah, that was. Uh, yeah, that was the house Jordan built, because uh, that was yeah. the that was right after it was, was built.
4: Was that the last WWE pay per view at United Center? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
3: they've yeah. run uh, house shows there, but uh, United Center. That was why don't defi- they run
2: at the why didn't they stop running at the United Center? It's
4: expensive. It's expensive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's like got, run, it's like running at MSG pretty much. Yeah. You got to got, you got to fill it. If you're not gonna, if you're going to pay that, you got to you got to fill it up.
3: man. So right. the thing about United Center, if I'm not mistaken, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but they have union dues um, uh, okay. and that uh, Madison Square Garden has those as well. But yeah. um, the difference is for a long time with Madison Square Garden, there wasn't an alternative. And then Barclay Center was built. Now WWE's is like, we're going to run they Barclay Center as often show. as possible. Yeah. Right. Um, and, like, we really do MSG as, like, the vanity thing. Mm-hmm. Um, with United Center, it was a case of we still have Rosemont, or now uh, the All-State Arena, that's right off the freeway, that fans can still access. It doesn't hold as much as the United Center. It's not as new as the United Center, but at the end of the day, it is – a big yeah. ass arena that like, you know what? Um, I was thinking about how Long Island has a new arena, right? They have the mm-hmm. UBS arena, AEW's run it twice. Now WWE ran it once and didn't draw there. Um, and that's cause WWE is used to running. Um, what's the arena there? Um, yeah, Nassau Coliseum. Um, mm-hmm. they typically, they typically run Nassau Coliseum. Mm-hmm. Um, WWE tried to run UBS once and didn't do the the AEW's numbers there and then went back to nassau coliseum and nassau coliseum is going to keep uh wwe there because like it's like look this is a venue that's synonymous with wwe right just keep running here and so yeah, they they'll that's keep where doing uh
4: that's where uh, uh evolution was right mm. yeah
3: like at nassau coliseum it's it's a good venue for wwe they just mm-hmm. ran SmackDown there a few weeks ago or a few months ago um right
4: um
3: but meanwhile yeah. MJF now suddenly has his own arena because right. UBS Arena only opened last year uh, and they ran what, last December. That was where MJF got those big cheers against CM Punk who got booed. Uh, they've run it twice and MJF has been cheered both times. He actually like one of the rare wrestlers who can say like, I have my own arena. They, like mm-hmm. they literally, the, the UBS Arena shared MJF there. Like they'll be able to put his picture up there one day. This venue, It's crazy. It might,
2: might already be up there. Honestly, how they do the little <laughs> concert photos in the back in the halls. Mm-hmm. He's still a nerd, but
4: yeah, he's cool. Yeah, um, I I keep seeing this take, and it, well, not keep seeing this take. I've I've watched this scroll through. I am not in any way downing what stuff like All Japan Wrestling did for women's wrestling, but if you're uh-huh. talking about for this decade, um, yes, yeah, just
5: for the last ten years, for we're not this for about this forever. decade,
4: and what you know the quote unquote women's revolution in wwe did for women's wrestling no it was a huge influence they were not giving women's titles to indie companies that didn't have women's titles before because of Manami toyota um and right. even getting into like the the creation of the iwgp women's title um a big part of why bushiro is in the business of trying to do that is because the women headlined wrestlemania 35. Um, so no, I I, I this you got to put these things in perspective. I'm not you know taking the context away of you know, you know great Japanese women's wrestlers before that. Of course, they deserve their credit. But I'm saying in this decade and what, you know the four wh- horsewomen have done for women's wrestling in this decade. No, you can't you can't devalue that. Right. You
3: can't. Uh. So, a couple of more things to talk about. Um. Uncle Howdy. <laughs> Boy, howdy. So, uh, and really quick on the Sasha topic, I want to read a couple of the super chats we got to make sure that everybody gets their, their statementhood. Um, uh, Hala Basana says, Basana um, says, uh, likelihood that Mercedes is penciled in for AEW but not official yet, which is why they're playing Koi. Um, they did book the first dance before Punk was 100% official, so there's precedent. I'm pretty sure Tony hasn't signed anybody that hasn't, um, he usually signs them, he usually gets a working agreement and then uh, signs them to a contract the day they debut in the company. Brian didn't sign his contract till All Out. Same with uh, Adam Cole. Like the that G-
2: auto elite graphic is like really new. It's just brand <laughs> new.
3: <laughs> like a lot of guys d- typically don't sign until they are in the building. Mm-hmm. Um, and that that's just usually how it goes. Uh, you know, we taught one of the things that. Um, Willow Nightingale dropped on us was that she signed the morning <laughs> of that rampage where they dropped the all elite graphic. Mm-hmm. So. And like uh,
2: WWE could make a move still, I think from this point mm-hmm. to the yeah. beginning of the year, if they want to, but all that's going to be is like, well, good Sasha's going to get paid if they do. So,
3: yeah. you know, yeah, I don't, but, I, don't but think- I feel like if, if she is in principle, the person who's being Soraya's partner, at, mm-hmm. In at the forum, I have to think about how they wouldn't have booked that match if they didn't have something in principle, something right. that's like, yeah, at least a little concrete.
5: Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, because it sounds like the the New Japan stuff is just on agreement right now. They don't have right. a deal set in place. She hasn't yeah. signed a contract with New Japan, so she mm-hmm. could technically go back to WWE. But again, but but you don't want to burn people who have yeah ta- who are taking exactly, a chance on you. You don't
3: want to do that. that. Right. Yeah, that that typically hasn't happened in pro wrestling where, like, you know, somebody agrees to something and then it's like, actually, fuck off because I'm going with these other guys. Like, I mean, they used to happen a lot in the 90s, of course, but mm-hmm. um, I feel like modern day. Um,
2: modern day doesn't happen.
3: Yeah, you don't want to burn those bridges because right now mm-hmm. anybody who's giving you an opportunity in lieu of
4: somebody else is.
3: Maybe the good brothers
2: take. in New Japan, but they might. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <I mean,
4: laughs> But the the reason i say like I, I mentioned that it's an agreement because i keep seeing people like well you know you know she's just gonna end up back i i can't get with this idea that her going back is a win for your side because it isn't right. your side you're not you're not the company you're not you don't work for them mm-hmm. um and even if she does go back it ain't a win it it's a win for her because she was proven right <laughs> um Absolutely. um and and so far she's been proven right in everything that she said um mm-hmm. i think people are missing that part of it and i feel like That's kind of part of the Mandy stuff, too. If Mandy goes back and they have to re-sign her, she's probably going to go back and sign for more money. So why is that not good for her? Mm -hmm. Um, I just don't understand why people think that, you know, somebody going back there. Ah, they won. I got you. Like, Cody going back there doesn't mean WWE won. It means Cody was always right. Right. It's Cody won.
5: Yeah,
4: Cody won. If they bring you back, you won. You won. This this is what I'm saying. I I created value. You needed me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> right. I just I, yeah. I just don't get this idea where people are just like ah oh, they they had to go crawling back. No, you got to oh, pay no, if me. If you Please. if
3: you left on your own uh, on your own accord or by, and then you come back with more, like you won. That's yeah. that's how I see that. Ferthausen says, we don't talk 2020 wrestling, but uh, my two faves was AEW Stadium Stampede and Hell in a Cell Bayley versus Banks. Reminded me of why I love wrestling.
2: Yeah, those Hell in a Cell matches? Like, come on. She did every match, everything that needed to be done, like we said, besides winning the Royal Rumble. Like, she got all the accolades over there. It's like, only would legit be about money at this point. Like, give me my money if I'm coming back.
4: Yeah, I I don't think it is a (laughs) stretch to say that Sasha's had some of the best Hell in a Cell matches ever.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, Joel Wood says, Will, so is Sasha the partner as an, a- uh, as an NJPW star or does she sign a contract? I think she signs a contract. Yeah. I think that... Uh, I'm
2: under the belief yeah. that you were saying that like she's going to be with AEW and that's how she's going to get to the agreement with New Japan because they can't afford really to just give out the paper to her, I think, straight up. And,
3: and the million dollar question everybody's been asking. This is a good one. Eloquent asks, Was Sasha gone? Where do you think mm. Naomi goes? Um, I Clown. have zero clue, right? Um, yeah.
4: <laughs> no idea at all. I, I think right now the ball's in her court. If she wants to go back, she can go back. If she wants to do something else, it's up to her. Um, Cause it sounds like, you know, her contract was up anyway, if it, unless they wanted to freeze it. Was it was
3: supposed to be up this past summer. So right. it looks so, like it was probably frozen through the first.
4: Yeah. So if she wants to do something else, she can do it. Um, If she wants to go back, she can go back. Um, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if she goes back. Um, But, you know, I would also love to see her go somewhere else and, you know, prove people wrong about her. Um, I'm always for the wrestlers showing people what their worth is husband right.
2: being there is the only thing that kind of like holds me down that I, she might go back just like you know if you want to travel the road with your husband that's probably the best route to go but like you said i'd like to see her do the same shit that sasha's doing i like to see her in japan i like to see her in mexico i like to see her in AEW at impact anywhere really because for so long naomi has been like one of the most underrated wrestlers in all of wrestling because of the things that she does and she never really got the full opportunity to get her shit off so yeah I don't, I don't know at this point.
3: Yeah. Uh, let's see. We have a... Oh, and Tom says, it wasn't Bailey and Sasha talking about that stream. It was Pam and Mercedes. Straight uh, up. It was.
4: Yep. Yeah, it basically was. Um, she, I did uh, catch a few things that they kind of slipped on, like when she was like, uh, when she had somebody in her house in the background, she was like, yeah, make us some music. And then Sasha was like, yeah, I need some new interest music. I was like, hmm, what do you mm, need <laughs> new
5: interest music <laughs> for? Uh, <laughs> right. You know
4: what I want to see, though, by the way.
3: Because uh, I feel like we're missing out on it for the right people. Um, like, we kind of had it for Carmella, except, like, Carmela's not the person I would have done that for. Um, I would like to hear, because it's very prominent right now, a female rapper on Sasha's next theme. Yeah. I just feel like that uh,
4: that would hit for me.
3: She needs to get, like, Lotto or,
2: like, somebody, like, the the one of them uh, this, very popular... This... Women rappers.
4: I just had this conversation because somebody was like, Where does the first uh, Sasha interview happen? And I, you know, of course, you know, Talk is Jericho and all these places are like, thrown around. I would love it if she would come here. But even more than that, I think the chess move to make is to not go to wrestling outlet at all, but go to a big outlet like Entertainment Weekly or somewhere where she shows you guys, like, nah, I ain't just a wrestler. Mm-hmm. That's a chess move, easily.
5: Yep. Mm-hmm. All right,
4: we got to talk about Uncle Howdy, though. Let's talk.
3: Uh, so there was a segment last night on SmackDown, uh, that was hyped up. Rob Fee, the, uh, <laughs> Rob Fee had hyped this, said that we got, <laughs> no, you're not. You don't get to walk out on this one. No, oh, you're not. You do not get no, to walk out on this one. No, nope. no, you're, not. you're, no, you're not. not. No, you're not. No, you're not. Nope. 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 Cause if I have to talk about it, you have to talk about this. All right. <laughs> so segment starts with LA Knight. <laughs> LA night is, is in the ring. And I have concerns about La Knight. Um, I love La Knight as a performer. I think Eli Drake, whoever you were first exposed to him as, um, he is a good performer. He is a I great. Think he's going to
4: be a big star if they get him away from- I, I like well, La Knight a lot, man. I I thought his promo last night was very good.
3: <laughs> yeah. My only concern right now is
4: I do not feel like that guy is over. I don't think he is either, but. Um...
5: Like they were starting to want him. This oh, ain't way to get him over if they're trying <laughs> what, to. But
4: this this is the thing. That's why I said it was a bad idea to put him against Brian because Brian, well, not Brian, Bray is more over than him. And it's like you, you're putting him in a position where people don't want to see him win. They want Bray to win. Exactly. Um, so it, 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 it's just not a good idea for somebody that's just starting out and trying to reestablish a new character to put him against Bray. Who could have been yeah. in this position, though, is the only thing I kind of think about.
3: I mean, yeah, because I saw somebody say yesterday that um, they haven't learned necessarily from the the Seth stuff. And I'm like... uh
4: Yes and no. Because... Ma-
3: yeah, well, I was like, yeah, they kind of did because Th- before they threw
4: a world champion to the wolves. Right, this time exactly. they're just the
5: LA <laughs>
4: right. Well, I guess the, they have learned. <laughs> the reason I think it's different is that I thought it was good that L.A. Knight kind of established what fans are saying about him. It's like, mm-hmm. no, you've come back and you're not doing anything. You're just mm-hmm, coming mm-hmm. out and you're saying mumble jumble and you're whining you whining about did. what you think you should have had. All of that stuff is justified, and I feel like that goes away to make him feel like a better character he's not coming out there and acting like he's scared of him he's not coming out there and doing any of the stuff that Seth was doing at one point like i still think one of the worst things they did with that feud was having um seth quiver in the corner and stuff and act like he was afraid of the fiend because then (laughs) at that point you kind of took away what makes rollins rollins
5: Mm mm-hmm
3: mm-hmm Oh, yeah, he didn't come off badass at all. That yeah. image of him cowering and holding that middle rope, ugh, on. one of the worst things of all time. But uh, And and I know that, yeah, he, they're saying fans were doing the yeah. Yeah, at the end, he started getting the yeah over. They were starting to what him through the promo, though. Um, and, again, I, I have concerns that LA Knight's not necessarily getting over. And that's okay, um, because, like, you just – it's, again – the, you just kind of sprung him on fans. It's not like they really knew who he was. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like, yeah. hey, here's the Actually, maximum... Actually, they're ma-. kind
2: of confused about who he is. You know Yeah, cause I mean? it's like, hey,
3: this was the maximum male models guy who's now uh, a different character. And I'm this isn't like, necessarily why? a character <laughs> we were like...
4: Yeah, if, if you weren't watching NXT, you have no friend You're of like, friends. You're like, why did he turn back to this
2: guy? Who's this guy? I thought he was the maximum male right. models guy.
4: Yeah, but, um, man, and I so, like LA.
3: Yeah, so I, I think he's good. But, uh, so... Out comes Bray. Uh, big pop for Bray. I'm not denying Bray's popularity. And no, don't over. ever think That's that fun. any point I'm making is an ad populum argument where we're discussing how popular Bray is. We're mm-hmm. not. Um, and Bray makes his way out and he talks to the LA Night man. And uh, he's he he doing a great tribute to Brody Lee on his birthday, by the way. He gave us the yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good stuff. Um and then and somebody in the chat just asked how did the what chance make a come back they were gone for a while and it was better they were gone because there were no fans there was, there was nobody no. back there's nobody backstage <laughs> on the npc talking about what right what? Oh, shit, man. Oh, <laughs> man. there were fake crowd reactions for so long <laughs> mm. that you didn't have to and uh but anyway at so. least uh, in this case it's not
2: racist Jeez, because most of the yeah. time it's racist. So with, the, with L.A. Night, it wasn't. It was just I, like, I, well, yeah, you know what I've, I mean?
3: I've I've
4: talked about how much I despise the Wet chance. I hate I it. Yeah. I hate it.
3: So uh, you had uh, L.A. Night implying that you know it was Bray who's been attacking him this whole time, and Bray's just- no it's not and then bray starts beating the shit out or sorry la night starts beating the shit out of bray and bray's just smiling in the corner and then lights go out and out comes uncle howdy who stares down uh he comes
2: out he's like with his jacket uncle howdy ha 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 ha, ha. howdy ha, ha spooky
3: yeah so i, I want to bring up an image of the aforementioned uncle howdy and, and I this would, is like,
2: supposed to be bo dallas right
3: uh, we don't I don't know. That know. We, don't know, we, don't that know
2: we don't know that yet.
3: Nope. Yes. Um, there's actually options um, that I've heard various things that it might not be him at all. But here we go. There's Uncle Howdy on our screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so there's been a lot of talk. Uh, I asked, I threw it out to the Twitter universe. I asked, what do you guys think? Um, And I got a whole bunch of responses that uh, vary. Some people are like, "This is not for me," and there's a lot of people who are like, "This is great." Um, So, some person—I got somebody who said it was. uh, Jamari said in person it was so strange. Um, Jen said that while I think it's cool and I like Bray a lot, uh, he's super creative. I think. We're on a trip and it needs to get to the destination. It's been dragging. Uh so I hope that we've at least seen now that we've at least seen Howdy that we get to like someplace with this story. Um somebody said they like it, especially if it's Bo Dallas. Uh and that this would have worked in nineteen ninety seven. Uh but in twenty twenty (laughs) two, um Uncle Howdy, I'm gonna hold the graphic up again, looks like Leprechaun. (laughs) What uh costume is cool visual is cool like that there are more people but let's get to the point already um let's see we got la is a great actor uh was good at first then it took a huge dive uh not for me um looked like hornswoggle on stilts,
6: stilts.
3: Uh, yeah costume looks cheesy um i'm getting i actually like this one it's pretty good uh i'm getting tito ortiz and tna vibes <laughs> <That's> really... <laughs> oh my god uh and uh somebody gave a uh, put a poochie um gif and given the whole when are they going to get to the fireworks factory uh, there, there's a lot here, and somebody said it gives me Chucky Rick Steiner vibes. Uh, yeah, somebody you, put you, you can cut back to us now. You can yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Howdy for 20 minutes. Yeah. Um... So uh,
3: somebody said this shit stinks. Uh, like okay, here's the deal. Uh, and then somebody tagged Reg in this and was like, Reg is gonna bitch and complain. Um, I mean, look, I, I'll take the 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 sword on this one and say not for me and that's the most i a
2: nice way of putting it
3: that's a nice way of putting this not for me um i know that it can eventually get to the wrestling but at this stage not for me and that's okay if it's for you I, i i appreciate if this kind of thing's for you i saw somebody note that they're like this is this is good storytelling in professional wrestling and i think we've lost sight of the definition of storytelling in professional wrestling. We've lost
4: sight of a lot of terms that people overuse. Mm -hmm. Yes, because that's not
3: necessarily storytelling in the wrestling definition of it. The wrestling definition of storytelling is where you use what is happening on screen to progress story. And that can typically include matches where in the match itself, you're telling a story where within the action in the ring, you're conveying a narrative to the viewer that they are able to take away by simply watching it.
2: That's what, that's where it's been lost. Cause most of the time when people are talking about storytelling, they're talking about in ring action. They are talking about psychology. They're talking about how the story moves in a match. You're not talking about the angles that happen. That's that brings it all together. But when it's like storytelling, they're talking about when Bret Hart was in there telling a story with a leg or fucking working on an arm. It's not what you think it is, but That is very important, important
3: though, you know? Yeah, they're not important. Right. But I think we have kind of lost sight of that when, Like when you apply storytelling to this, I disagree. I don't think this is storytelling. I think Mm -hmm. this is um, this is a narrative. This is an angle. Yes. Um, This isn't necessarily wrestling storytelling. Mm -hmm. Um, Because again, like Bret Hart, as you mentioned, masterful storyteller. Mm -hmm. Uh, That is. And and that, to me, is what's engrossing in pro wrestling. That's the kind of stuff I look for. It's not to say that I dislike stuff that takes place out of the ring, because, of course, I don't. I've been out here saying that uh, the bloodline and Sammy stuff is some of my favorite stuff in pro wrestling. Good stuff. I would never say that. Um, but what I am saying, though, is that, yeah, I am waiting for somebody to, like, do something. Um, I am waiting for some, like, i don't know a sanctioned match to happen and in that regard a sanctioned match with like a reason to happen mm-hmm. some stakes i don't know uh i have a worry that that this is what we're in for and this is just it's not for me and like, again
2: someone tweeted this that is a- bray why it's going to be a part of the worst feud of the year without <laughs> having a match and i was like wow that is. Impressive. I mean look,
3: I can I can already tell people are going to shit on this. I can already tell <laughs> that like Bray Wyatt, recipient of multiple worst feuds of the year from the Observer Awards, <laughs> <Zero> is, <matches. laughs> is somehow going to walk away with another one because uh the people who vote in the Observer Awards are going to tear this apart. Exactly, um, right. And hey, I'm an Observer subscriber. I have voted in those awards. Mm. Um I would tear this apart. This isn't for me. Uh this is very not pro-wrestling. Um, and, like, again, I liked SmackDown this week. Uh, I walked away from SmackDown going, I saw some great wrestling. Saw some great wrestling to open the show. I thought that Ricochet versus, um, versus Gunther was one of those matches that uh, didn't necessarily have the crowd to start. But the way that they built up and earned that crowd reaction, by the end of it, everybody's going nuts. Everybody's on their feet. Everybody's screaming and into every little bit of the action. And sometimes that's better than starting out with um, a hot crowd. Yeah, when, you, yeah, when yeah. you have earned that crowd reaction, when you've won them over, that is amazing shit. I love yeah, everything I mean, about it.
4: Well, Chicago's going to make you earn it. They're not going to just come out. They, are. they <laughs> are. They're going to
3: make you earn it. They are. Um,
4: yeah. And I, I do think that this is the best crowd we've got at a WWE show in a while. In a while. I don't think it's a coincidence that it was in the Mecca for wrestling. Um, <laughs> but
3: it, it just... Tired just, of y'all. But but it, I'm it, curious, it, Phil. What? How are you feeling about Bray Wyatt at this moment? Because you've been a big Bray defender. I have been very anti-Bray pretty much since, like, Cena. I have not liked much of anything Bray has done, kind of, ever. But um, And they I say
2: I'm a Bray hater, but ever. I don't believe it.
4: I like them. I've had it, Phil. Um, yeah, I I, I kind of don't agree with you that this was a great episode of SmackDown. Cause, um, <laughs> That's the part you disagree with. I'm like, seriously, because I, I, I think that there were good things about this episode of SmackDown, but there was a lot of filler, man. and. Um, it, fan, I, I know Rob Fee hates that he tweeted that because he's <laughs> the most hate. Right. Because you, you hyped people up for something and nothing happened. Bro, oh man, watched, people thought I CM Punk it. was coming.
2: People I watched thought. it because of his tweet. I thought they were going to do something. They yeah. Didn't
4: know it. Yeah. I, I feel like there was hype for a few things on the show that didn't really pay off. Um, I feel like they hyped up the main event throughout the show with those backstage segment segments and it didn't really go anywhere. It just kind of just was like the tease of something and it was like, "Hey, here's Cena." And it was like, "Yeah, but I was here for the stuff that's in the ring." Um and so and look, I think it's great that Cena's going to get, you know, the match. I think self-aware Cena is the best Cena. I said that online. I think him basically telling people like, "Yeah, I've had a match every year." And, "Wait, I haven't had one yet." I'm gonna come at the final hour on December thirtieth and have the match. Like all that stuff is funny, but at the same time, I'm like, all right, but what was the point of all this other stuff that you were doing Sammy? The all the backstage time? segments did not lead, it to, didn't lead to, right to anything. About that, yes. It did, right. And so um it was the same thing with the Bray stuff where you've been you've been teasing this Bray stuff with LA for weeks, and then you get to this show and it's like, All right, this is gonna be it. We're gonna get the development. And the development is that all right, it really is two different people. Okay great that's a great development in a vacuum but it isn't enough of a development for a guy that has been back since extreme rules like <laughs> if you're ladling out us developments this slow, like I need you to pick up the pace at this point like and that's not to say that this segment was horrible is the worst thing I've ever seen but I think it's just because we haven't gotten any development because we haven't seen him wrestle it's just like all right where are we going with this at this point point? and again that's not to say that it's, it's 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 terrible to me but at the same time i was sitting there looking like okay but where is this going like give me something else other than just like hey here's uncle howdy he's actually a real person okay but what does that mean
2: <laughs> is he going to fight that way night? Like Is, is going he going to
4: wrestle? Um what where when are we getting to the matches? When are we going to get to the culmination of any of this stuff? When are we getting to the wrestling?
3: All
2: right, Will Washington on Cena over under of uh, 5 bumps in the match of Cena. Oh my
3: god. <laughs> Cena is going to hit Sami Zayn with a couple of shoulder tackles. Um and, like he's only going to hit the 5 moves of doom here. <laughs> That's,
5: and, it. That's five. You yeah,
3: and we might see, yeah, we might see a, uh, like, Kevin Owens is going to work the majority of this match. Yep. And, yeah, like, we know what Cena does here. This is, again, Cena only has, like, two gears. Big match Cena, and mm-hmm. I ain't working Cena. And that just, <laughs> I feel <laughs> like.
2: Crazy yeah. trajectory right there.
5: Uh, I uh. feel like
3: it, it's one of those two things, but I, I don't see him giving us full-on Cena here. Maybe we get it, but. My gut feeling tells me all that he's All them checks
2: he's getting, he is not going to. Not, he, he not, not like that, I, I think no,
3: about no, that tag no. match he had at, uh, what was that? Um, Super Showdown, was that in Australia? Uh, didn't he tag with Bobby Lashley? Something along those lines. Um, I did not
4: remember C that. Actually. I can't remember <laughs> that at all. <laughs> I'm like, what? Super Showdown
3: 2018. Uh, Come on, I'm I'm right here, right? Uh, Uh, I think it was against Elias and Kevin Owens, wasn't it? Uh, Let me see. Super Showdown: John Cena and Bobby Lashley versus Elias and Kevin Owens. Okay, Uh, (laughs) and so
4: that at all. And I mean, but
3: but Cena barely worked that match. Cena, he, uh, Bobby Lashley worked the majority of it. Uh, Kevin Owens and Elias bumped their asses off, and Cena hot tags five moves of Doom and. That that's nah, see, that's what he gave Drive home here.
4: safely, everybody. That, that's what it that is, <laughs> um, man. And I, so that's why I'm like I, I agree that there were good matches on this show, but there was a lot of nothing burger on this show as well, buddy. <laughs> um, there was a lot of build to nothing, and there was there was interesting build because I mean Roman coming out and scowling at uh Sammy and then just going hey it's our guy and like all the facial expressions he's doing is great. Sammy coming out with the man bun like Roman and being dressed up all of that all of that stuff is interesting but i just kind of feel like it's only so much only far you can go with continuing to build tension and then the tension doesn't lead to anything like you got to give us some kind of payoff this and one that's felt not like say, a waste it did and it just felt like all right well we got to do something for the chicago crowd we're going to mm-hmm. bring roman in but essentially like i said it didn't lead to anything and
5: right.
4: um if i had showed up to this show i probably would have been disappointed because i would have been like <laughs> all right well Hey, we got a good match. We got this. But if I showed up expecting a, a development out of the Bloodline stuff, you really didn't get anything.
2: And was there anything else on the the tape show, Will,
4: with the Bloodline? Yeah. You got.
3: I mean, yeah, because the, the hit yeah. row match with the. And, and I know with Roman cuts. A, That's right. Yeah. That's right. And Roman cuts a promo because this is the go home show to the Cena stuff. Right. So, like, I know Roman's also on that show. Gotcha. So, um, yeah.
4: Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not down on Bray. But I, I am very much feeling like you guys have got to get to some kind of payoff. I'm not saying that it needs to get us to the ultimate payoff, but you got to give us something at this point. Giving us breadcrumbs every week and then going, hey, look, isn't this interesting? Hey, look look how many different characters we're building. Like, <laughs> it's, not, it's not enough, man. You got to do something.
3: Uh, you know, though, uh, as far as Bray is concerned, I... It's going to go one of two ways is the thing. I I don't see a middle ground here. When we finally get whatever the big Bray match is going to be at Royal Rumble, and it ends up being kind of a big Bray Wyatt spectacle. What was the name they trademarked?
2: Blackout match or something. Yeah, the blackout match.
3: I can see half the people thinking that this is cinema. We'll see that. And I think I can see a whole lot of people, probably not as many, but a lot of people. I'd probably be one of them who are like,
4: "This is shit." And oh, cool. there, uh, there are there are three words on my list when I scroll down Twitter of we need to retire these words: mid, yeah. generational, and mm-hmm. cinema. Yeah, knock <laughs> it off, guys! Knock around. it the fuck off, man! Throw out. Y'all are y'all are y'all are running this shit into the ground, man. Mid is so dead. Yes.
3: Man. Uh, I mean, let, let's let's see what the the chat thought. Um, Graham B says this feels like Funhouse Cena. He's Uncle Howdy. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <Now> <laughs> <I> <laughs> Coffee with Colin fun. says, <laughs> "Hey y'all, uh, do you think the Fiend Bray was lightning in a bottle that WWE is trying to clone at this point, or should the viewers just let it play out? My worry is out. another WrestleMania 33 bad. I mean, I I still don't believe that the Fiend did much more than a good entrance. Like I I liked." <laughs>
4: Yeah, you're you wilding on that one.
3: No, no <laughs> there's not, there was nothing I liked from The Fiend beyond, like, I remember when he had that first entrance against Finn Balor, and I was like, yeah, I could get into this. And then he, like, snapped Finn Balor's neck, and it wasn't the finish of a match. And I thought, oh, no, this is a weird cartoon period. And uh, it wasn't for me. Um, again, I don't mind character work or storytelling, but some things are a bridge too far for me. And for whatever reason, it always seems to involve Bray Wyatt. Um, Ferthausen says, thanks for the Willow interview. I love her in-ring work and her positivity is infectious. She's been my rainbow in the dark. We need more Willows in the world. We Great. loved having Willow. And I talked to her yesterday, just again, just giving her a big thanks for doing the interview. And she just always stays kind and positive and she was like, no, thank you guys for having me. I actually enjoyed talking to you guys. So cool. uh, It was a
4: great interview.
3: Just a kind Mm -hmm. person, just really kind. Peyton Carter says, Uncle Howdy looks like old Greg, and that takes me out of this whole feud. I like wrestling on my wrestling show, and this crap takes me away from that. Again, it's going (laughs) to... Words of Willie says, I called it Spooky Dookie a few weeks ago. Still, (laughs) It is some Spooky
4: Dookie. Yeah. It's, it's definitely uh, spooky. Um,
3: yeah, right. says, as I said on Twitter, it's House and the fireworks factory. Like, yeah, it, when it, are we going to get to something?
4: It definitely is that. It's, it definitely, It there's a lot of poochie vibes here. Uh,
3: <laughs> I mean, look, the thing is, I, I can say straight up, you know, I will never deny what Bray has brought to the table. I feel like Bray... Um,
2: He's over, man. He, like He's over, over.
3: That return still probably one of the best returns this year. Uh, speaking of which, um, return slash debut of the year is up for vote. Uh, if you haven't voted in the Fightful Awards, um, which is happening in January, hosted by Boy and Sean Ross Sapp and Denise Salcedo. Um, and the voting is still going for return of the year. Or slash debut of the year we combined them into one category because it was like there's just so many Mm. um and uh we want your votes get those votes in because uh yeah we've and the thing is the categories that we're getting thousands of votes in these categories so i appreciate that uh right now we have best promo and not specific promo that happened but um who cuts the best promo? Who has been the best promo? Because the nominees for that category have been CM Punk, Kevin Owens, Ricky Starks, LA Knight, Paul Heyman, Roman Reigns, Stokely Hathaway, MJF. Who's been the best promo this year?
2: Max. Probably, Probably Max.
3: Yeah, uh, that's one of those ones where uh, if I check the results right now, and I'm not going to reveal them because we're going to save that review. <laughs> I'm not going to reveal. Them. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna reveal them but uh i'll just say that if you haven't gotten your vote in yet probably won't make a difference in this category (laughs) probably not it's been
2: max's award already you know what time it is come on uh but sometimes you just have to fake it like when i like when we were gonna when Cody Rhodes is going to be number one in the PWI, where he thought he was going to be number one in the PWI 500, and he, like, got a banner made, and he was going to celebrate it. And I was like, we should have made him number one, because he would have rolled that out for a whole year. Like, for the whole year, he would have been like, you would have seen that banner. He would have talked about it on TV all the time. He would have interviewed on it. Mox was like, thanks, and then we never heard about it again.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, what I will say is... uh As far as the voting is concerned, and Sean tweeted this yesterday, right now it is very much looking like um, the. uh, It's very balanced. It's not like everything's leaning toward one company. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I I feel like there's a good mix of. WWE has got a lot of best, AEW has got a lot of best. Um, You know, we've also done some indie awards and things along those lines. Uh, So. Definitely get those votes in. I'm really excited about the show. I love doing year-end recaps and year-end award shows. So uh, this being Fightful's first, happy to be a part of that.
2: Let me get in three plugs before I forget. Um,
3: oh, we're not done with the show. Yeah,
2: no, I, I'm just going to yeah. forget <laughs> in my brain. I just want to get them in real quick. If you haven't, last night I saw the craziest six-man match that I've seen in a long time. Uh, GCW, America's Most Wanted uh it was uh insane commander did some of the craziest shit i've ever seen in my life in this match he was flipping he was spinning he was flipping and spinning also by I, I saw that rope walk he did bro what blow, was that blowing my mind i was standing up in my room like cheering like a little kid watching this guy do his thing also Vikingo and uh laredo kid had a five-star match in mexico Shit was crazy They were doing all kind of flips and spins too. Like Kingo was hurt, but he was still cooking. And then on the hip hop front, the Absol album is incredible. It's amazing. One of the best albums of the year. He does a lot of reflecting. He talks about a lot of very personal things. Absol tried to jump off of a bridge before his album was completed. He talks about it on Charlemagne's thing. Like he's like, I jumped off a bridge and I landed on a car and I almost died, but I did it. So like. It's very personal album. Everybody's putting out personal albums this year. It's like along the lines of what Kendrick Lamar did, but in a different vein. So, if you yeah. want to hear some crazy personal shit, listen to the soul album. It's great. That,
3: that is. I can't believe Kendrick it. Kendrick put out an album this year. That feels yeah. like an eternity ago.
4: Feels like forever. Yeah, I don't listen to it. Um, yeah, but I heard man. it that once that day, and I haven't heard it. But you, you're absolutely right. A lot of people are putting out personal albums this year. Because mm-hmm. I mean, the Denzel Curry album is very personal as well. It's a very emotional right. album. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh I haven't listened to the because there's so much music right now. It's a it's crazy. Boldy is con- is, is is in New Boldy. Continuing to put out four albums a year for some reason. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even um, after E Big E was tweeting about it, like he's on
2: a run and then he puts out another one after that too. I'm like Boldy ain't yeah, fucking around he's, with y'all. He's,
4: he's going crazy. He's got like a he's got like a Jay Dill album in the works. Mm-hmm. He's got like a he doesn't he have like a Static Select, yeah, him and Static
2: Select did one of those. Like, Static Select does does this thing where he does a 24 hour recording session. He's done a bunch with Bun B. He records for like 24 hours, and that's a project. And Boldy don't stop, I'm sure he does like a thousand raps a day. So, this is crazy. That's gonna be dope. Boldy James is killing it. One of the rappers of the year. And are we really gonna, are we committing to this uh little music uh recap that we were talking about? I want to for sure. Yeah, I think that'll be
3: dope. Uh, uh let's see so we uh sorry I've, i just saw raj tweeted the same thing he said the uncle howdy stuff not for me and i could already see he's
4: got 44 replies to the <laughs> good luck with that raj. yeah, yeah. No, i'm gonna i'll keep mine good I, luck I, with that. i i was on the phone with somebody about something i wanted to tweet and i told them no and they were like do it do it and i was like no nah. you're not gonna get me buddy you don't want that smoke no, yeah, I, I don't uh, really care about the smoke. It's just I wasn't in the mood because people <laughs> are annoying. But um, actually, yeah, uh, well, d- announced
3: during this show that we missed. Um, I'm just gonna bring the graphic up right now. Let's see it. Uh, are you ready for it?
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. Yeah, ready thanks, for this. Thanks for the to the chat for bringing this to my attention. But uh, about to see some fire here. Ready for it?
4: Mm. That Ooh. was already announced. Yeah, yeah, this is already yeah. it's I, I announced. It's announced that it's going to be a title match
3: now. But it's a match title match is- oh, now. The title match. It is officially for the Ring of Honor wow. Women's Championship.
2: That's gonna bang. That's gonna go crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a big deal.
3: That's a really yeah, big deal. you getting mm-hmm. a title shot now against Athena. Um, Athena taking the belt around, kind of giving herself a little bit of a Jonathan Gresham run, yes, um, essentially uh, is what that kind of mm. sounds like.
4: So yeah, Gresh is officially yes, signed. nice and transition. We talked about officially that last signed. week. Yeah, but he's officially signed. He said it on TV, him yeah, um, the signed. graphic and everything. And, and well, Scott yeah, I was spo-
3: I was talking off the spoilers because that was like in the spoiler. Oh, I <laughs> of see. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah. So
4: yeah, now we know for sure that he is signed, and I was surprised during the scrum for. Final battle that no one asked, what was his status um because that would have been the question I would have been the first ask um mm-hmm. like what's the deal with him? Is he still signed? um well, we know well, he's not now, we know now, yeah yeah, so um, but still, I think there's still some missing uh information in between his exit from there um you know if if said octopus is looking for anywhere to give those answers, he, he, come here. he is um, absolutely not trying to talk to anybody
2: <laughs> but I'm very happy that Jonathan Gresham, because I know there was a little bit of talk that he might retire after the AEW shit. Glad that's out the window. Very happy to see him in Impact. He's going to do a lot of dope things. I know I'd be talking shit about Impact, but mostly jokes. Impact is an incredible wrestling show all the time. They have great women's... They have one of the best women's divisions. They're world champions crazy. Speedball Mike Bailey's there. They do a lot of great things. They just don't have any money.
3: All right. Time to talk about stuff that's not for me, though. Uh, Again... I agree with everything you said there mm-hmm. except for there was a segment on impact this week between <laughs> bully Ray and oh, uh, Tommy dreamer, I forgot uh, about that, that impact them, impact themselves, <laughs> <Cinema>. Descri- <laughs> impact themselves described as emotional and no. I watched it and I just went, this shit is not for me.
5: Uh-huh.
3: Uh, and like, they're like, look at the bullies he'll work. And I'm like, He's just saying mean things to somebody. And they're like, and look at the emotion that that Tommy Dreamer did. He drew upon, you know, some of his family drama. Like one, okay, look, I like Tommy Dreamer. I actually do. Somebody pointed out to me that he has been on a nostalgia run."
2: This is a long Like, a f- run for like five history. times longer
3: than his actual career. Seriously. <laughs> like yeah. the main run of ECW was. And he's been on an ECW nostalgia run since, uh, which in itself is kind of wacky. But uh, thinking about this segment, this was not for me whatsoever. I'm. <laughs> all like, a, like, this is one of those, like. Where well, you see the graphic of somebody like slowly morphing into somebody, I'm slowly morphing into Righteous Reg here, mm-hmm. just yelling at my screen. Do a flip, like something. i something I don't see yeah. I
5: uh, want to see it. this shit.
2: I did not want to see this. This segment was 1998 not- ECW shit, dude, and I love 1998
4: ECW. Don't I can't. Yeah, this this segment wasn't for me either. Um, and I think it's just because you got two things, um, kind of being the main like elephant in the room. Um, a I don't want to see Bully Ray wrestle. Zero percent. I don't want right. to see nope. this man yeah. wrestle. I don't and want B, to, and especially not for the world title. And and B, it's kind of hard for me to um, feel the emotion of this Dreamer segment when he's never quite properly apologized for the stuff with the Ric Flair thing. It just kind of was like they just moved on and put him back on TV, and then he's in this move. This TV is like, oh, remember my greater days and how I have all this mental health, and like now you're trying to make this guy into the victim for fully ready to dump on it, it just didn't work for me. I just didn't really care.
5: Hmm. Yeah, and I mean, he, I, he
4: produced some real tears. And I mean, look, it was, it was a well executed segment, but I just didn't care.
3: It, I, I didn't even think it was well executed. This to me felt like, <sighs> like local small town theater like yeah. um it, it was a little bit masturbatory to me where it's like oh no we're really good at this emotional
4: stuff it, it guys was, like it was kind of yeah it I was, it, not was a fan. it was it was a little you know ham-fisted <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah i
2: mean like, they all I, can't be hitters is what i'm saying like
4: the whole show can
3: right but yeah. but yeah. i i, I, I they're, they're, like a, yeah i do feel from a wrestling standpoint this is a show that um that has some stuff to offer you know yeah. i I actually do record Impact on my DVR. I get um, uh, Access, and I think Access got the funniest commercials. By the way, uh, in that
2: definitely, <laughs> in that's that where I usually watch it. Yeah, yeah. It, it, well, it's. Put it, it, put it and back what on I mean Twitch, by man. that is get, that, get,
3: bring back Melissa. <laughs> what, what I mean by the, uh, the funniest commercials too is the hat. Uh, nobody's paying to advertise on access, like nobody of like value. So you're getting like the lowest of low end products that probably paid like 20 bucks for their ads. And, uh, it's, it's really interesting to watch. (laughs) Like there's, it, it is a stark difference from what you see on, TBS or what you see on USA Network or what you mm-hmm. see on Fox. You know, Fox, you're going to get, you know, progressive commercials. You're going to get all that stuff. Pizzas. Um, yeah, pizzas especially. USA Network, you you usually get, like, high-end movies, things along those lines. TBS, you get um, movie commercials, cars. You also get... Um, I can't believe JG Wentworth is still around, but my God, I cannot watch Dynamite without
5: still getting their shit up. I
3: have a structured settlement right. and I need cash now. Same commercial and everything. <laughs> <laughs> we'll
5: Call JG. Eight seconds, seven dash now. <laughs> so still to
3: this day. <laughs> Um, I'm but yeah, that. but no, nah, but you don't get none of that on access. You're getting like, um, are you willing to try this
4: experimental pill for nail growth? <laughs> <laughs> oh my, <this> is <laughs> nah, nah, I'm not. I'm, no, not. I'm not, but it is a lot of other good stuff on impact. I like totally. you said, the knockout stuff is great. I think, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the story that this, they're telling uh, when Mickey is dope. Yeah. The, the, the mm-hmm. Mickey and, and Jordan stuff is great. I think mm-hmm. what they're doing is Trey is good. Um, Yep. And I mean, even just Gresham being there and the possibility of us getting, you know, Gresham versus Alexander is going to be great. And they Um, finally
2: did something right with those damn tag titles, putting them on the fucking Motor City Machine Guns like you should have fucking months ago. I don't know why Heath and fucking Rhino are the champions when you got the Motor City Machine Guns here. Make them the champs. They're the best. What are you doing? Champ champs. So Um, finally. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, there are good things about the, mm-hmm. I just I just don't really care about any of this bully, bully race stuff. But I've said that from day one, so right. I don't think anybody should be surprised by that.
3: Right. Well, final main topic to talk about mm-hmm. uh, is from this past week's Dynamite, where a uh, hot crowd in Garland, Texas, I think probably one of, of the hottest crowds they've Super, had all year. Yeah. Um, I will say that those first couple of... First off... Tony paying for Round Ball Rock, NBA on NBC theme. Um, great. That was great shit, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I've seen some people going, well, what, what's the point? Uh, who gives a shit? I don't give a fuck. Uh, what's the point? is What the point is, uh, hey, Reg, do you have your phone nearby? I do. Call my phone really quick. We're <laughs> <laughs> only going to play it for two seconds to make sure that we don't get copyright struck for anything. But oh, I so will say... Cool, that it has literally been one of the most important songs of my lifetime. <laughs> that has been my ringtone. <laughs> Since uh, my phone could have a ringtone. Um, that has. Uh, I. That era, I I feel like that's got to be like one of the national anthems of Chicago. Just thinking about (laughs) how much that song. Oh, Jordan.
2: Jordan immediately pops into my head when I hear that song. Like, that's the first. Because, well, you think about
3: all of his championships occurred during Mm -hmm. the NBA on NBC era. Um, Because what? It was 1990 to 2002 that they had that song. Mm -hmm. And so every ring Jordan got was during that era. Right. Uh, And
4: And the current. The current, by the way, MVP trophy, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Sorry, Bron fans, <laughs> knock off this goat talk. It's 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 official now. That guy is the goat. Is hey, that what you, make, Is that what makes over. it official? Who's, who's it's the over. first? Who's the first recipient of that trophy? Um, we don't know yet. Probably gonna be Luca. Or no,
3: they they retroactively gave Nikola Jokic one for last year. Oh, he gets I didn't the first one.
5: Yeah, oh. <laughs> so. So
4: yeah, but no. Nah, so no, that that conversation's over with. It, it's, it, it's the guy. He's the
2: standard. I don't know if it's over with, Phil. It, it is. He's the standard.
3: It's it's done. It's over. Uh, uh but yeah. So uh, granted, of course, Jokic and the Nuggets lost to the Lakers national TV last night. Yeesh. Uh, let those guys go on a fucking twenty-nine to seven run Ugh. in the fourth quarter. Ooh. Um, that was just disgusting. Yikes. Ugh.
4: Mm. These guys, these guys losing to the Knicks two two games in a row. Don't even want to talk about it. Ugh, New York <laughs> Knicks. The, well, not and not the out, worst part... shout out to that it, ovation for Derrick
2: Rose, though. That was dope. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh,
3: I will say that the the Nuggets losing last night to the... um I, should, I need to turn my ringer off again. Uh, but the Nuggets losing last night to the Lakers after AD went out. And, like, when AD went out, I'm like, damn, I don't wish injury on anybody. But, hey, you know, at least I can count on a win here. Nope, and then they turn around and kick their asses. They rallied. Yeah, they (laughs) rallied. Once AD went out the game, and honestly, Westbrook had a great game last night.
4: Again, I've been saying this for a few weeks. Apologize, please. I think he
3: had a triple double last night, didn't he? Uh, Yeah,
4: apologize to Russ Russ because y'all said I'm gonna show y'all
2: talking hella crazy.
3: Anyway, though, so NBA and NBC, like just hearing it behind the graphic, like I actually got like nostalgia chill bumps when they brought up the the graphic for the six-man tag coming up and it's doing it da, 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 mm-hmm. da, and i'm like god that reminds me of when the bumpers would hit during mm-hmm. um the nbc era and then all of a sudden the graphic goes away and carry out my Way, where 10 plays massive pop from that crowd
2: big
5: pop
3: that told me immediately i'm like w- i know what this crowd's about to be i know that this crowd is uh about to be a, just a, a, they're going to give it to him tonight and remind people why, you know, J- Brian Danielson once said one of the reasons he jumped to AEW was the crowd reactions. He's like, look, these are the best fans in the world. They give it to me when I'm in the ring. They, this is how it goes. And uh, this crowd was hot for everything. So Mm -hmm. hot, in fact, that they made a moment for somebody. Chris Jericho, earlier in the night, um, had talked, you know, we talked about the stuff with Daniel Garcia, but he noted that he was, um, you know, Daniel Garcia needs to now shadow his elder Sammy Guevara, and he's like, meanwhile, I'm going to go take out my frustrations on this jobber. Jericho is in the ring, Action Andretti is introduced, not only uh was actually introduced to get the graphic wrong they bring up chris jericho's Chiron at the bottom uh Mm -hmm. and
2: it almost worked even better that way too
3: yes right crowd chance let's go jobber and let me tell you this probably would have been a moment anyway regardless of how the crowd was but i think the crowd made it 10 times better
2: they did yeah i agree they did
3: I think that them being behind him from the beginning, and I feel like from the beginning, they were kind of behind him in a sarcastic way of like, a, yeah. oh, wouldn't it be funny if we cheered for this jobber mm-hmm. and you know we chanted let's go jobber and all of this stuff really just to get under Chris Jericho's skin and that'll really make this funny. But then as the match went on and he kicked out of the code breaker, that's when I think it changed from like a funny, we're behind this guy to, nah, I think he could actually win. I think we kind of want to see that. And when they came back from commercial break, off the charts, they were behind Mm -hmm. him. Um, This is the fifth time AEW's hit Garland, by the way. But I think this was the hottest that they... This This was was hot. Yeah, this was the most Garland. We've been in that building. Yeah, the three of us. Mm -hmm. uh, That was... We got to attend the show together, the three of us. We saw Mm -hmm. Supercard of Honor in that building. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's an interesting building. It's not like anything unique about it, but Mm -mm. it's... I I think what's interesting about it is, you know, you look at it and it doesn't necessarily feel even like an arena per se, because like that's one that they use for like high school graduations and shit. Um, It doesn't necessarily feel like a a building, like a sport building necessarily, Mm -hmm. but AEW's run it now five times and it has become one of their home buildings. But God, that crowd there was just all about it, and I feel like when Andretti hit, like he even kind of didn't necessarily get all of that DDT. Chris Jericho kind of had to recover a little bit when he hit the DDT before hitting the running four fifty. Mm-hmm. But then one, two, three, and he fucking wins. Crowd pops huge. They gave it a one, two, and you could almost see them anticipating like a kickout. And when there wasn't a kickout, they give a. Oh my God! Kind it was of also thing.
2: good because no one ever wins with the running shooting star press. Like that's so rare. You see that all yeah. the time in wrestling shows, and no one ever really loses to it. So for it to be that was very important too. I think.
3: Yeah, yeah you won. I, I think that. I do have
2: one. a question though, because I'm I've seen ready a lot this of this question. <laughs> I've seen a lot of people saying, "Why wasn't this opportunity given to someone else with the contract already?" Like. I don't know, somebody what? smaller and, you know, somebody that's already on the, on the roster that could – that needs this push. And they just kind of gave it to an unknown. It totally worked, but it could, could it have went to someone else who is on the roster that could have used this win? Like somebody on the Chris rise. Jericho?
4: You know? Well, Maybe. The, the story is is that um, Jericho handpicked him, and so he had already known he was going to put him over, and it just helped that he got signed anyway. So Totally i think it just worked out in the long run right um i think it was a great moment i think all of the stuff at the beginning was great i think it was an excellent opener um and we're now in full sport fandom mode of them being down three one um they're doing all of the sports um gimmicks going into this um nick going out of the out of the match and having the triumphant mm-hmm. uh, uh, Paul Pierce return I if
2: they would have <laughs> brought him back in a wheelchair
4: would have really made the hey, moment. yeah having <laughs> all of that the same and you know the fact that uh, they played up on injuries the entire time and there that's the story going into match number five that the leader coming in this banged up and they're down 3-1 um, I think it has that same feel as play, playoff basketball and it doesn't feel like just throwing round ball rock on top of it it has the same vibe and um I know people are like, oh, they always pander. But I think that's part of what makes AEW so much fun is that, yep. you know, you can do something online and somebody will see it and like, let's run with this. And mm-hmm. um, running with this has been fun. Um, and there's nothing wrong with fun, people. I don't know why that's people. That's what
2: we're so used to not getting that. The other company didn't want us to. They don't want us to have uh, shit. They don't want us to. They don't want to cater to It was Vince, by the way. But, I mean, yeah. I mean, it is who it is, but like if somebody's going to cater to me, I'm going to be happy about it. You could be pissed and say we're AEW shows or something, but if they give me something I want to see, I'm going to like it when it's on my TV. Yeah. I,
3: I, I am worried, by the way, because uh, I told the story a day after Dynamite, but I could tell you guys now. But uh, <laughs> uh, last show that Corey went with uh, me to, my wife, um, was Double or Nothing. And she got to have blood splattered all over her during the Anarchy That's in the right. Arena match, mm-hmm. and they just announced that the next show that she's going to with me is going to be Falls Count Anywhere, <laughs> the Elite versus Death Star. Same triangle. thing. Mm-hmm. So, oops. Yeah, and I mean, uh, I even I even like the story in this match. Mm-hmm. I
4: even like the story of the hammer leading to the last three uh, stipulation matches. That stuff right. is good. Um. That's why I'm like, yeah, No, no, I mean, again, that's storytelling,
2: you guys. They told the story with the matches, and it led to more matches. Storytelling,
3: yeah, that honestly, like, that was the thing people were worried about through the best of seven series saying hey it's just matches you know they're just Mm -hmm. looking for um for people who like wrestling matches and it's like no they've actually been telling Mm -hmm. the story through all four matches so far have had a story through them that has threaded from match to match which has now led to the stipulation change for the fifth match uh because of the fact that there's been a story throughout and the story in this one was nick jackson having his um making his comeback and them using that against him to make Nick Jackson tap out. There's been a story here. And yeah. uh, it's whether or not you like these guys is, is completely different, but it, there's been had stories. moments
4: where it's been a little convoluted, but there's a story here.
3: Yeah. Why do you, uh, why do
2: you think, uh, will Washington really quick. Why do you think they always put John Moxley on first on rampage?
3: Oh, I know why they're doing it now. Um, it's cause the, uh, so they're in rebuild pro- mode for rampage right now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it is a fact. Other than I think the Orange Cassidy title defense from a few weeks ago uh, against what was it QT Marshall, um, but that was like one of the rare times where the main event was the highest rated segment. But for the most part, Dynamite or Rampage's highest rated segment is the opener. So okay. the thing that you want to do is gotcha. use the opener to try and hook people, right. um, to keep them around. So you use a match that people are interested in, Mox. and then like, and you can see it. It's always a slope. Um, when you look at the quarter hours, it's like you start. It, it's always they start the highest, and then dips, then can usually kind of come back or just work its way down. But it's, I can yeah. tell why they're starting it with mocks. It's gotcha. Get our biggest act out first. And
4: try to get people to stick around.
3: Yeah, get people they, to stick yeah. around. They've
4: been doing totally. that for a while. They've been doing yeah. that for uh, over a year at this point.
5: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I would say since day one. Think about how the f- opening match of Rampage was Christian Cage versus Kenny Omega right, for the title. Right, right, right. Okay. Um, and then the like- very
4: next episode was <laughs> CM Punk <laughs> CM Punk. Oh, okay, as yeah, the this is making more sense to me now. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
3: I think it's you use your biggest act on the show first. Mm-hmm. And then... The main event has the distinction of getting to send the fans home, but it's also like a – we also know that this is ending at uh, 11 o'clock Eastern, so this isn't uh, the most important match on the show. Right. So there's that. But also main events have been dropping huge. Even SmackDown last week. I thought SmackDown for sure last week, the closing segment with Kurt Angle and the the Milk stuff was going to be the highest-rated segment on the show.
5: It wasn't. Mm Mm-mm
3: um and that's why uh, (laughs) but no but like honestly i thought because raw also the main event was the lowest rated thing on the show um and dynamite this week the lowest rated thing on the show i think finally we can kind of dispose of the narrative that the um trios stuff is uh turning fans off because that wasn't the case uh the lowest rated segment on dynamite this week was actually the main event um but but that's just how it happens. Uh yeah. wrestling shows right now. Um Roxanne had a boost, kinda, in that because NXT has an overrun. So the overrun actually did really well for NXT. But uh that's it's it just, just seems like trying to cons-
2: watch <laughs> CSI New York right after it or whatever.
4: <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I don't watch NXT and I definitely tuned in just for the main event. Right. Mm-hmm. So
3: yeah, let's uh, let's go over some uh, the rest of the super chats uh, and humper chats because I want to get to all of them. Caden says, "Shout out to y'all, not only amazing podcasters but amazing people. I would not be where I am today without y'all." Also, twenty days till I turn twenty. God, hey. you make me feel old every single time, Caden. Because
2: uh, so nineteen years ago, Caden, that was we were grown ups then. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy out here
3: i hosted my first podcast almost 18 years ago and i Mm -hmm. did them consistently pretty sure i'm about to uh, i was gonna do a count but i'm pretty sure i'm close to like my 1000th podcast if i haven't hit it already i think Uh, i hit it a while ago but uh that's great i i think uh, i i was just standing in the shower and i was like have i hit a thousand if i did like 820 episodes of rbr i'm probably at like Sixty or uh, sixty something of this show, that plus is, that is f- a
4: random shower thought. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: was like, plus forty of Day After Dynamite. Um, plus, I am pretty sh- sure I did. Uh, I can't remember how many episodes of Now Playing Now we did, but like, I gotta count. But I am pretty sure I've hosted over a thousand episodes of of podcasts. So, Nuts. holy shit! Um, let's see, anime otaku Sammy Tune Up versus action next week. Maybe I can see that.
4: Maybe.
3: Uh, let's see. Andrew the Giant says thirty minutes behind. Why wouldn't WWE free Sasha's deal and try and leverage AEW to allow them to use CM Punk? I know it won't happen, but why not? Because <laughs> they're only interested in a. AE- they're not interested in making any type of trade or anything for no. um No. For CM Punk, it is if he's available and we can make some money with it. I think. But that's they the ain't playing interest.
4: ball. It's not like let's do why, this
2: for this now.
4: Why would they do that if the kind of scuttlebutt is that he might be gone? Um, If you right. think that he's going to be gone and you can just sign him straight out, why would you attempt to do business? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no reason Wor-
3: to. Words from Wills asks an important question. He says, I'm a dad. My son is everything. If any of you are dads, that's me. Uh, how would you feel if your 10-year-old, I have an 11-year-old, um, son was participating in a storyline involved your death that involved your death. I get it's wrestling but it feels off. I will say I felt a little uneasy especially on Brody's birthday with the mm-hmm. uh, the segment from yesterday mm-hmm. um and cuz it didn't necessarily involve his death so much because it was more about um it was more about Brody, right? That uh Brody Jr. The, about um specifically negative one because you know Preston kept it at Uh, you know Brody handpicked me Brody's a legend he's the greatest TNT champion of all time but he's got a little snot-nosed kid Um, and I don't know I'm not easy about making a kid like this only works for me if Preston ends up with egg on his face hugely you know like
4: I I, yeah I don't think that they would do that without some kind of payoff but that's kind of the thing if you're going to allow uh, brody jr to be involved in wrestling angles this is where we're at you gotta you gotta come with what goes with that and brody jr is not a wrestler his dad was a wrestler so it's right. always going to come back to brody and so that's just, that that just comes with the territory if you're going to have him on tv
5: mm-hmm. yeah
3: um i mean obviously everybody's okay with this and everybody's agreed to it but right and i, I imagine like his mom big, works there yeah. Yeah. yeah i imagine there's going to be a big payoff but i don't know how i feel about it right now Thoughts on the SZA album? I oh, I listened to it.
2: it. I listened to it with the woman. I was looking sad out of the window for an hour afterwards. It's you not know looking it sad out the window. It feels was, it was very, it's, it's that. It's what you expect it to be. But no, it's a great album. SZA's is a great singer. All the songs, the beats are hard. Like it's It's not for me. I wouldn't bump it in my car because I don't want to be crying on the freeway. But
4: I understand people that do be playing that. I, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there because I saw Graham tweet it. Um, Is SZA now? The face of TDE because so. oh, yeah. Kendrick is dead, not there. Is she now the biggest star of TDE? I think she is at this point. Yeah. Uh,
3: King of the North says Top Dollar presenting the Festi that's, for that's the best dive.
2: <laughs> that's nasty. That's nasty. Um, I don't know, man. <laughs> that F- wiped me down. One though that one got me. That one got me pretty good. Uh, wiped me down. One.
3: <clears throat> uh, let's see. We have. <laughs> a uh just trying to make sure i don't miss anything uh because somebody's gonna come on next week and be like i can't believe
2: that will would do this
3: today and don't worry i haven't gotten i know about the humper chats uh so just trust me i will get to those and i'm just scrolling making sure that i've hit every single thing that every single person has said uh of course we're, we're i've seen a lot of these already so we got to a lot of this uh, which is good um but uh let's see god damn it uh, <laughs> 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 i'm like just trying to make sure i didn't miss anything because i'm gonna feel bad if i do and i'm trying to go back to like the very beginning of the show uh so Warrior Nation says TK needs to get Joe the champ is here for one pay per view. I would love that. Are you that kidding would me? be
2: dope, super dope.
5: Yeah, yeah. That, that, do, 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 that Joe do, do,
2: promo this week. Woo! Joe went crazy on that backstage. Uh, I, on that. I, I he had a little shirt, want... his little shirt on too. I was like, oh,
5: Samo, Joe's I don't want to <laughs> keep
4: uh, belaboring this point, but I feel like we've moved on for Wardlow.
5: I think. Oh yeah, no, I think
4: I, I think Joe. Well, I don't know. This is how I kind of feel.
3: You think he's? going to Joe
2: and sh- that uh, Colorado Wardlow.
3: Yes, I think he's going to. By the way, that like popped my living room. Because Billy knows how rarely we get shows. So when he was like, they said
2: our state! Yes! <laughs> yes, I love it. <laughs>
3: um, you know what, though? Another one of those freebie ideas, Tony Khan. You like booking legends. There is a Colorado legend out there still going. I would book him right now for this show. It would do huge, but uh, there's a certain wrestler by the name of one, Two Cold Scorpio, uh, <laughs> who is from Denver, Colorado, <laughs> uh, and he's a Colorado legend.
2: And he still works all the fucking time.
3: I, If you could book him in anything for that show, I would get Two Cold Scorpio around just Please. for like any type of like one-off type thing, even if it's just to get somebody over. Um, have a match with Derrick
2: they have a history, like something. It could be anything.
3: Yeah, do something though. I would like to see two cold Scorpio.
4: That would be uh, cool. Yeah. I mean, speaking of Scorpios, uh, they got to get Scorpio back on TV soon because we're going back to LA. He's healthy. Like, let's get my man back in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Uh, young Bucks are taking all that. Mm-hmm. This is theirs
5: now.
4: <laughs>
2: and Sasha Banks, uh,
3: who also D Skills Ace Town says If I never hear the word slap nuts again, I would be a happy man. Not sure what is to be gained by this angle for the acclaimed.
2: You didn't like scissor me slap nuts or whatever he said That uh, shit I'm, was
4: hilarious. Uh, I, I have to cop to this. I thought this was very funny. I'm sorry. Yeah, right? I, thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> I, I laughed really hard at Remember it. this slap
2: nuts or whatever he said? I was crying, bro. I thought that shit was hella funny.
4: Uh,
3: but I get right. it. It's
2: still like, what is Jeff Jarrett? Every time he comes out, I'm like, I forget that Jeff Jarrett's here. What is he doing here? But,
4: nah, man, man. He hit that line and they cut to his TNA music. I was dying, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> my
2: world. My shit. Every time. I forget told.
4: All right, Vid666
3: says, already campaigning for Kofi versus Booker T at WrestleMania. I mean, Booker don't seem like he wants anything to do with the New Day when they're out there. He mm. is just like, yeah, these guys. <laughs> um, okay, that that Kofi line this week, boy.
4: Whew. They
2: like brought up uh, Biggie, The other homie brought up Big E on commentary and Booker was like, ugh. <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what is going on here?
3: Uh, Anime Otaku says, an eFed I was in in the early 2000s used saliva's ladies and gentlemen for our TV. I mean, that's, that's a whole defi- bunch of
2: words that people might not understand. He said eFed mm-hmm. 2000, saliva.
5: Hey, um,
3: <laughs> in mean, one of my earliest podcasts, I was sponsored by an eFed. Um, that, I don't even know where they were like making money to pay us for ads, but I we ran ads for um, ewrestling.org. That's hilarious. And that was uh, so. Yeah, I, just tri- me. I used
2: to have a pro wrestling trivia app
3: mm-hmm.
2: back in the day and I advertised on coca Bana's podcast one time. Gave him 50 what bucks. Hmm. Takes me uh,
3: back. Uh, Ryan Ben says Triple H around the corner from uh, Vince's office like Granddad and Thugnificent's <laughs> video as big, uh, big Booty Cheeks playing loud. Um, it's Booty Butt Cheeks. Uh, booty but but anyway. Butt Cheeks?
2: Y'all are funny.
3: Yeah. Hunter, the ultimate character.
2: Big facts. He is snitching. Yeah, uh, allegedly.
3: Let's uh, see. allegedly. Like allegedly. like Gunna Gunna Salazar did. said, James Gunn is doing to DC what Vince did to NXT. Bum. I don't know. James Gunn has a good history
4: though. So, um, but you know, it, like, you Vince might had feel a that good way history too. <laughs> what came before it was good. Some of that DC stuff wasn't good. Sorry. Mm. Um. So.
3: Uh, Abdullah the Butcherhead says Layla snitched on Velvet, making room <laughs> for Mandy I mean, look, Layla did snitch on Velvet I mean, I, I pointed this out last week I said, look at the way Le- uh, they have Red Velvet eye in the championship and the way that whenever Re- uh, Jade Cargill was talking the way Red was just like okay, She did one of um, these this week yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, <laughs> so they are clearly building to Red Velvet versus Jade Cargill I love it um, And TV, honestly, give it to us th- that is a full circle. That's a comeback On yep. uh, that would bring it all the way back to the start of Jade's career. Are you kidding me? Yep. That's actually the one I would do. Her first um,
2: match was with Red Velvet in it, right?
3: Yeah. As a matter of fact, um, hey, Mikey Ruckus, if you're listening, I'm actually, uh, as soon as I saw the signs for this happening, I started working on a newer mix of uh, In The Mix because I'm like, <laughs> look, I want this to sound... Uh, arena ready and i want this one on tv this time because they used it on dark those few times and it didn't come through strong enough so i kind of get it but i'm like nah i will put together a new mix of that and uh it'll sound good van Twinblade, who noted yesterday that he um would getting a test he did note that it was positive so Uh, um get home feel better sorry you gotta miss the show tomorrow
2: man damn it
3: uh yeah, uh, talking about Vince. Says, Somebody from the board got a list of them allegations on lock to release. Every time Vince tries to come back, he'll never know peace.
4: Um, kind of comes <laughs> with the territory, does it? I mean,
3: again, yeah. like I said, every single time that uh, a story comes out,
2: well, it well, seems like it sounds like he doesn't care if he's like I could have weathered the storm. He's like I'm gonna yeah. beat this case anyways. I don't give a fuck. They can put out all the he, stories he, they want. He,
4: he been he was acting like that from day one, showing up <laughs> on TV and right you know, shredding out there and getting his uh thank you Vince chance. He's been thinking he's gonna get away with yeah. this.
3: Mets fan for life says Red Velvet versus Jay gonna happen soon. Wait till she sees this week's playback. Yeah, that was the what Reg was just talking about. Mm-hmm. Tenruza says might be going to Wrestle Kingdom. Oh shit, Ooh, good for you. Nice. Uh, keen keen asked for that and might be seeing uh the noah show with nakamura starting 2023 right uh also will i see you guys at mania in la it's the hope um i'm gonna try um,
4: uh, I, I don't know if i will be at mania but i will be in
3: la i'm gonna try to get to la i, I, I i'll be in la i
2: don't
4: sure. i wrestlemania
2: i'm gonna be in la
3: though um yeah. shame monster says add starby's triangle derby um to sasha watch one silhouette in the mystery team looks boss like it's probably mina um and the azm utami uh and say team damn also papa roach's last resort for papa roach
4: good one bro definitely Come that's on, a, good
2: yeah. that yeah, a good one that is
4: i don't think we're gonna see her in stardom anytime soon but i think that of course the new japan stuff is gonna you know mm-hmm. Well, oh, D- Dave had the
2: thing about she's going to do one big show in April or whatever they were saying. So, yeah. There's a lot going on. Yeah.
3: Jake Salazar says, everybody hates on Jericho, but no top guy from Jericho's generation even now would ever put over a job or debut the way Jericho did.
4: Um,
2: I don't know I don't if know any if of them are in, the in the position, I guess, is what it I, is.
4: You yeah. Know? I, don't, I don't know. Because you can make the argument. The reason is that um, – Jericho has never had the success some of those other guys had with right. WWE. Right, so it's right. kind of not the same thing. Yeah, I don't know. Good on Jericho,
5: regardless. But no,
4: I, I think it's great. Um, yeah. I, I think that match was great. Um, I, Of course, I've said negative things here and there about Jericho. But Jericho, again, has been having a great year. He's I had, mean, had a really good year, honestly. One
2: of his best
3: uh joel wood says i love sasha but i do not believe wwe needs her as much as people claim i hope sasha does well with new japan but the issue is that wwe has put all the main women on raw they have to even them out better
4: um i'm never gonna say that company does not need one of their biggest draws especially when roman is possibly going away next year i think it's insane to act like they don't need her and even if they don't need her you why on earth are you passing on you want her. one of the best women's wrestlers to ever wrestle for your company it does not a matter if you need her treat her better than the way you've treated her that's all that's it uh let's see aaron
3: busby says oh yeah they need to get to the point when it comes to bray wyatt love the guy but this rollout is lagging something serious (laughs) we talked about that uh let's see shy townspur says what's up guys another chicago show another great crowd phil i think chicago is such a great wrestling town because our real sports are so awful all the time shout out candace parker
4: (laughs) i i think the thing is that um, we're so used to being loyal to things that are not great. And sometimes wrestling treats us very poorly. And so we have a very... Um, Talked about JR shitting on y'all. We have a <laughs> yeah. very poor poor relationship <laughs> with sports in a lot of ways. And so I think because of that, we're very loyal to things. And I think it's a very loyal wrestling town. It's a very loyal baseball crowd with the, with the Cubs and other things. But yeah, yeah it's you just know, a loyal sports town.
3: I pointed out, though, that AEW... A company that has only run three years worth of shows, and one of those years was spent in a pandemic, <laughs> has somehow hit Chicago
4: 14 times.
3: <laughs> and like the second most shows they've run on, was man, in Garland. Garland, Texas, which is five. And then beyond that, it's Chicago with 14.
5: 14 times. 14
3: what? times. And that's not like an exaggeration. That's not me like picking Mm-mm. like, oh, we'll s- split Dynamite Rampage. No, I mean, mm-hmm. they have, if I so doing this off the top of my head, but I believe they've had two standalone Rampage. So uh, I'm splitting Chicago, of course. We're talking Hoffman Estates in Chicago. They've mm-hmm. done Hoffman Estates eight times. Of those eight times, they've done two standalone um uh, rampages, three all outs, and three dynamites, and then they've done uh, four dynamite slash rampages at oh no three dynamite slash rampages at Wintrust Arena, and then they had Revolution, and then uh, they've had Forbidden Door at, at United Center, and they did First Dance at United Center. That is fourteen shows total. Holy shit! What the fuck? Uh, Chicago has that. I thought it was an exaggeration when it was like AEW hit Chicago a lot. No, that 14. Like literally, if you just even if you you split um, Hoffman Estates and Chicago or proper Chicago is two different places, that's still um, eight shows in Hoffman Estates and six in Chicago proper. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I didn't even have to count all in in that. I'm strictly talking Tony Khan run AEW.
5: Mm Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah, we've. Uh, I I saw somebody in our chat said it. Man, what are you talking about? You guys had Jordan. Why do people always bring that up? Like that—that that means that we didn't struggle as sports fans. Do you know how long it's been since Jordan played here? That was '98. It's been 24 years of Jordanless basketball, and let me tell you, it's been a lot of painful years of watching the Chicago Bulls in those 24 years. And I don't know if you remember what that team was before he got here. It sucked. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) On the
3: topic of mashups, Joel Wood said, I think the mashup with Riddle and Orton is probably the best one I've heard in WWE. That was a good one. Actually, Mm -hmm. I forgot about that one. Um, Jake Salazar said, remember when they did Curtis Axel and Ryback? Yes. (laughs) Uh, CBD's Nuts say, easily the best mashup I've heard was Starks and Hobbs. That was a good one, too. Um And let's see Busby said uh, What's up fellas Just want to say That the Wall Street Journal Article along with Vince, The Vice Doc On Vince McMahon Was a warning shot To Vinnie Mac To stay away Or else Bryant Gumble Is going to come And crush the building
2: <laughs> Like Snoop In the New York New York video I see it
3: Yep <laughs> uh, That Vice and- Doc
2: Was a waste of time
3: Jesus, I mean, if you've seen all the stuff time. already, yeah. Then, if yeah. you've
2: seen any Dark Side of the Ring, that was a waste of time. And even beyond that, if you know anything, like I could have narrated that whole story. If they were like, "Tell Vince McMahon's story," I could have did all that because there wasn't yeah, one uh, new uh, bit event, of
4: information. Vince McMahon doc narrated by Righteous Red <laughs> sounds hilarious. <laughs>
3: uh, <Yeah>. D'Lo <laughs> Dig says, uh "What is up?" Upfe- Hold on, that v- documentary has to start with it. Just Red staring into the screen and said. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, you done did it again.
5: You <laughs> done done it. You done, done it the worst this time. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, and it has
4: to end with um, and that is all. And I still want my thirty-five dollars yeah, back. I still, want my $35. I still haven't got my thirty-five dollars back.
3: The Dilo Dick says, "What is up, fellas? Getting this quick lift in before this early." Uh, What do y'all think is the best video game soundtrack of all time? Also, best video game commercial for me is the first Def Jam Vendetta. Best video game soundtrack. Are we talking licensed music or are we talking original music? Because two different answers. Licensed music, to me, goes to Grand Theft Auto 3. I think that before GTA had the ability to license um, a lot of the mainstream music, they went... With a lot of underground music and like oh, that sorry. exposed me to a lot i had never heard royce the five nine mm-hmm. before grand theft auto 3 and mm-hmm. he had multiple songs on that soundtrack that was yeah. that whole game fm station was just fantastic uh so that to me is as far as licensed music when we're talking original music mortal kombat 2 um, um i think they literally just remastered that whole soundtrack and put it on like streaming services and stuff uh and it holds up i think it's still some of the best video game music ever produced but Um, also street fighter 2 street fighter 2 is a real answer Mm
4: -hmm. yeah if it's original music i'm going with sonic 2 because it's one it's one of the best video games of all time sonic 2 soundtrack is so good sonic 2 is yeah it's probably sonic 2 for me and i mean Mm -hmm. other than that probably the first kingdom hearts because that soundtrack is amazing um uh, I think an underrated video game commercial, by the way, is uh, the commercial for Spider-Man Web of Shadows with Moonlight Sonata playing. And he's like walking across the top of that uh, building and all this stuff is happening around him. Everything's like, blo- exploding and all the villains in the game are like uh, like surrounding him. It's a great commercial.
3: I don't remember that at all. Spider-Man Web of Shadows. Um, oh, Web of Shadows. I'm like, OK, okay. I-, I was thinking of the wrong game uh web of shadows that was 08 okay i don't remember that commercial at all uh okay ridge pick a soundtrack
2: uh definitely i'm gonna agree with that gta 3 because that was that that soundtrack was like sometime i just put the game on just to hear the songs playing <laughs> yeah,
3: so i know we right? had a lot of Stretch rage, on, go, pimp, strong pop. is <laughs> now in your world yeah man <laughs>
5: That shit banged. Definitely. Yeah,
3: so mm-hmm. I I did too. I used to throw that game on just to hear the soundtrack. I would literally just jump in a car and just drive around the city mm-hmm. playing Game FM because I wanted to hear those songs. Yep. And we gonna get this <laughs> That's all what I was that about. we got. Yeah, just no, uh, rise into the top. Rest yeah. in peace, just Sean Price. But yeah, no, the... <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, that was great.
2: They don't make them like they used to, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Uh, let's see. Tony P sent the last one. Tony P says, "Good week for light skin folk from AEW." Oh, wow.
5: Also, I said wow. it Wednesday <laughs> That
2: got be good for some yeah. reason. Uh,
3: also, I said it Wednesday with Sean. I feel they canceled the Bobby is fired angle because uh, they knew what they were about to do to Mandy and uh, didn't want the smoke there again. I didn't consider that.
4: I didn't uh, consider that. Vince mm. got on the phone. Was like, "You're firing. You're firing who?" <laughs> I do even want fake firing of Lashley.
3: Yeah. So uh, Lashley was fired in the main event. Um, was, oh, and was... Fan, Fan 84 asks, uh, any fit in wrestling better than Cheetah in a suit?
4: She looks great. The, she just looks so cool right now. Um, I, I really want her to have a second reign as champion at some point. Um, not now because, of course, I don't want to, you know, just move on from to Jamie now, but she's just so cool.
3: Yes um and then any thoughts on swerve and his affiliates i thought the promo was cool
4: i mean i think it's clearly a a tease for his stable that he's putting together that people are not paying attention to i saw a lot of people that are like oh it's cool that you guys got a shout out i'm like we're not affiliates guys
5: (laughs) no
3: no i saw saw people who were like when he said i ain't got no family in this business and people were like damn well that's like i am not in the business
5: i am not a pro (laughs) wrestler what are you talking
3: about right 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 so anyway, it's going to be cool. It's going cool. to be some cool stuff. Anyway, folks, that's been it for this really long edition of Grapsody. Uh, But thanks for sticking with us. Thank you for the super chats. Thank you for all the support. Thank you. Look, All year. It's been great. And next week we got Christmas Eve. A uh, week after that, we got New Year's Eve. Lot to still get through this year. Um, if you haven't voted in your uh, in the Fightful Awards, please do. That's, so we are uh,
2: broadcasting on Christmas Eve next week.
3: Uh, I think so. Um, Okay. Yeah, so it's early. Uh, We'll still have the rest of the day. But, yes, join us next week, week after. We also got Ask Rhapsody coming up this Thursday. Send us your questions. It's going to be a lot to go on, folks. I'm Will Washington. Um, I guess I am Triceratops. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, I've been, like, fiddling with this thing the whole show, by the way. (laughs) Uh, But we will see you next time, and have a great day. Peace.